Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Action Radio. This is Greg Penglis coming to you from the historic district of downtown Milton on the banks of the beautiful Blackwater River. And now let's get into Action Radio. This is nuts this morning. <laughs> this is really crazy. I mean, I'm enjoying this, but uh, nothing's going according to plan. I mean, so just throw out the plans. I had uh, originally we we're going to have uh, Jonathan Kohler come back and do an AI chat, but I couldn't reach him last night or this morning. So okay, well, what else we got? And uh, then something exploded. I mean, I was thinking of doing this anyway, actually. Uh, the whole idea of, of illegal alien and foreign national police, and there's still some discrepancy about whether these are, are illegal aliens. Uh, or, or just foreign nationals. I think they're talking illegal aliens. But I've got like several articles on this, so we'll, we'll go over it. Um, Brianna's not here this morning. She's off on a, on a, on a project. She's on a, on a uh, what do they say in Congress, a fact-finding mission? <laughs> Actually, we already talked about it. She's the Patriot Academy. And so we're going to find out all about that when she comes back. She's going to do there what she does here, <laughs> work on legislation. Um, so I'm really curious uh, to see what happens with that. But anyway, the, uh, my Facebook just exploded uh, because I post something. I think I posted it last night. No, maybe it was this morning. Anyway, I'll tell you what I wrote. I wrote, allowing illegal aliens to become police officers is the ultimate government hypocrisy. Any such, quote, officer with a gun should be treated as an invading terrorist. And I think so, too. If you've if you got people armed, with, with, armed that are, like, pulling you over and trying to uh, throw handcuffs on you and arrest you, and they're foreign nationals, they're terrorists. That's what terrorists do. They, they arrest you, kill you. Well, not arrest you, but they uh, you know, imprison you, kidnap you, carjack you, kill you, things like that. That's what terrorists do. So the idea that somebody coming here as a foreigner, um, or especially as an illegal alien, could ever have any kind of law enforcement powers when illegal aliens can't even be here. I mean, they have no status. They are, they are non-persons in the United States. They're not immigrants. Uh, they are people that, that need to be deported because they literally cannot be here. That's the definition of an illegal alien is someone that can't be here because they've broken into the country illegally. In the same way that somebody breaks into your house illegally, they can't be there. Okay? That's a crime. All right? So the only difference – there's no difference between somebody breaking into your house and somebody breaking into your country. <laughs> they can't be there. They, they're breaking and entering. And it doesn't matter you know, whether illegal aliens have committed another crime you know, above breaking and entering into our country. Just the fact that they're in here illegally is a crime. Same thing if somebody breaks into your house. Right? They don't have to steal something to have committed a crime. The fact that they broke into your house is a crime. The fact that if anybody, uh, the occupants of that, the owners of the house are there, the family of the house, you know, they're a threat to that person. That's a crime. <laughs> you know, doesn't matter whether they walk out the door with the TV, you know, or anything else. Just being there, just having broken is a crime. Well, same thing with illegal aliens. The fact that they've broken into the country is a crime. And so to try and make these people uh, police is hysterical and irrational. Because you're, you're, you're making criminals the police. You know, that'd be like, uh, I don't know, putting Al Capone in charge of uh, regulating alcohol. <laughs> you know, it's the same thing. It'd be like putting, I don't know, what's the, what's the thing? Dr. Fascist in charge of public health? Well, that's kind of a contradiction, too. I mean, the guy's in it for the money, right? So Dr. Fascist and Al Capone actually have a lot in common. When you think about it, they both administered uh, you know, a huge criminal enterprise, uh, caused death and destruction, and made a huge profit. So, you know, Big Al, Big Al uh, Fauci, 
it's kind of similar. Anyway, um, I'm hoping, hoping Pianchi joins us fairly quickly this morning because I want to talk to him about this. In fact, he was going to be uh, in on our AI chat. Um, I got so busy, I really didn't have a chance to uh, do some of the things I wanted to do, which is take a bunch of notes. So I'm going to take it right off my phone from yesterday um, because Pianchi put some uh, stuff up there. Now, Josie's joining us. Uh, at uh, in the next hour. In fact, I should uh, send her a quick message too. I'll send her a good morning message. <laughs> Just to make sure she's a, it's been it's been busy. I mean, things have been a little nuts, you know. So I'm, I'm actually typing. Hope I don't say something I shouldn't say as I'm doing this. So let's give her a good morning. Good morning. And a nice big talk soon. Okay. S O N. There we go. Okay, that's what I've done. So I, I try to do reminders, but, you know, some of my folks, Josie's been with the show forever. She's <laughs> seven years. She's been with the show since I started. Uh, she's been there since before I started, you know, listening to WBY. All right, so that's done. So Josie's our, 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 uh, our regular. So we've got the first hour open. We've got the third hour open. And uh, Brianna should be back um, next week. I really enjoy talking to Brianna. Um, you know, I mean, how often do you get a chance to uh, have a, a, a teenager? You know, on to, oh, 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 here we go. Oh, it looks interesting. I'm getting more comments. Okay, let me put, I'm going to put here, I got someone that just sent me a message talking about this. I'm going to say, call the show right now. <laughs> Let's see if they can. I won't say who it is just in case right now. At, don't you love if I do live radio? This is why I need a producer. Oh, I'm working on that, too. Marco's in, on the line, too, in, in the Netherlands. He's, uh, he's listening on live chat, which is good. And, and so I, I give this a friend of mine a phone number. I forgot exactly who this is, but we'll find out when they call in. 215-383. I give you guys the phone number, too. 3832. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Wouldn't that be fascinating? Uh, okay. So anyway, so I got a phone. I got a, a Facebook message. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. So I've got. I'll, I'll keep the name uh, anonymous now. But it's, I got a message saying that somebody, you know, looked into this, uh, looked into police chief aff- uh, affiliations because so many have been replaced with new appointments of chiefs uh, in counties. And this is uh, in the state of Virginia. Uh, apparently, the the association changed. The association. I guess the police chiefs changed from national to international. Uh, and the locations of headquarters, Europe, Middle East, and elsewhere. Oh, that's interesting. So the person calls in, well, I'll find out more. Now, again, they'll stay nameless uh, until they call in and, and say, hey, you're on the air. Uh, and we'll find out. Um, and so anyway, so another another person wants to, <laughs> another person heading for the door. Let's see if I can get them to call in. So let's go. I hope you don't mind me doing my messages while I'm doing the show. I'm just, I'm just doing. There, okay. So I got a friend of mine heading for the border. <laughs> I got another person called me last week. It's so busy when you do show. I mean, you, you think that the, the show is where the action is. I get used to it. The, the show is the fun part. This is the easy part. So my typical day, I'm up about 4 a.m., right? And so breakfast, you know, 4.15, 4.30. And that, that's the easy part of the day. Make my big mug of tea. It's like two, it's like two cups of, you know, throwing some honey and uh, half and half. Uh, that's the easy part of the day. And I'm waking up. I'm looking at Facebook. I'm doing stuff, right? And then 5 o'clock rolls around. Things get more intense. It's like, oh, it's showing a couple hours. So I create the episode uh, once I figured out what I want to do for the day. And by 6 o'clock, things are starting to get really crazy. <laughs> so I was like, oh, no. So less than an hour. 6.30 is another elevated level and quarter to 7. 15 minutes before showtime, I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I'm trying to get everything together, right? And, of course, when the show starts, then I relax again. 
I know that sounds counterintuitive, but uh, once once I'm actually on the air, it's 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 pretty relaxing. It's all the stuff going up to the air, and of course the things that happen after the show. Uh, that really that's where a lot of the work is. All right, so let me go back to my Facebook post, and then I'll see if I can. Uh, I'll, I'll just I'll bring the Facebook message up because this is, and then we'll talk about. We got a lot. We got all day to talk about this, except uh, Josie's hour. She'll probably talk about this too. Um, but the idea, and like I said, my Facebook. Uh, Quote here, allowing illegal aliens to become police officers is the ultimate government hypocrisy. Any such, quote, officer with a gun should be treated as an invading terrorist. Now, I would have said more, but Facebook limits me to how much I can say. Uh, let's ask Marco in the Netherlands. Marco, do you guys have, uh, you know, foreign national serving in your police? And is uh, Dutch police, is it most, because Holland's, you know, ne- excuse me, Netherlands, is not a huge nation. So I'm wondering, do you have mostly federal police or do you have more local uh, are they separate jurisdictions, or does the federal control the local? How, how do the police work? Is there, I'm asking for like a quick, uh, uh, a quick um, description from Marco if he has a chance to get it to us, because he's busy while he's listening. So you know, anyway, uh, I'm busy too. <laughs> Apparently, I'm doing all kinds of other stuff. All right, let's bring up this Facebook post, and I'm not going to mention names. It is public, so you can look on my Facebook page and find out for yourself. But I, I, I try not to mention names on the air uh, unless I've talked to the folks ahead of time. But since it is public Facebook post, anybody's welcome to go take a look. All right. And that works for the podcast, too. I'm not taking this one down. Um, I did make one mistake, and I got a little bit overboard. Um, and, I, I, and I accused one of the, one of the folks of uh, saying, look, if I get a complaint on Facebook, I don't know where it came from. That was a mistake. I shouldn't have said that. And uh, the reason I said it, it was a reflect. And the reason I did that is because I've been canceled so many times. Uh, over the last uh, more than three years, this is before COVID, uh, probably four to five years of politically correct of uh, anything I've said. And what the left does, and I, I, unfortunately, I've had to, to purge my Facebook of my leftist friends. And I don't, I mean, we're still friends, but I can't have my Facebook was complaining to Facebook. And there's a tactic that the left uses. And uh, like I say, I went a little bit overboard. I'm a little sensitive on this topic because I've lost, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to create a huge business here and I'm being social media is completely oppressing it. Action radio would be, I don't know how many times larger under normal circumstances wasn't being censored. If we could get the word out on social media, then it is, you know, this is why I need that big splash. I'm looking uh, to get on uh, Joe Rogan show or uh, Tucker Carlson. I, I'm talking big. That's where we need to be. I mean, uh, obviously with citizen legislation, it's a game changer for the campaign. If I can talk to Trump, everything changes. You know, we are the game changer. We, we have, and this is sounding arrogant, I know, I'm sorry, but it's true. We have the bills to change this country. Everybody's running around, oh, what are we going to do? Oh, the national debt's bad. Oh, the, you know, uh, COVID shots aren't safe and effective. And they're all whining and complaining like a bunch of weenie baby two-year-olds, right? We've got the bills to fix all this, and we've had them for years. In fact, I'm probably going to write another one uh, very soon on this illegal alien police force thing. Uh, so they don't have power. They can't get any federal money. They, uh, uh, they can't get FBI help. Uh, they can't do anything. In fact, they, and those police agencies should be completely isolated. Um, anyway, so that's what happened. So anyway, so here's what I wrote. And, and then here's, here's it's, it says, I've got all comments. And then it says, one comment, this is hide 52 replies. It's like, no, I'm not going to. I have like 80 replies on the, uh, the 79 comments. I was close. 79 comments since um, about, I don't know, an hour ago. <laughs> This, this thing's completely exploded. So I got me uh, lying on the popsicle, you know, with the, the nice pool, the nice little turquoise pool scene. I said, allowing illegal aliens to become, poli- become police officers is the ultimate government hypocrisy. Any such officer with a gun should be treated as an invading terrorist. And then a friend of mine uh, wrote uh, something that I did not expect. 
Uh, it says, is there any reason you choose to use the term, quote, alien to refer to these human beings who've said they don't appreciate the use of that term as far as I understand? It's been a while since I've seen anyone use the term. Well, obviously, you haven't been, have been on my pages. You haven't been on Action Radio for a while because I use illegal alien all the time. In fact, I insist. Uh, a lot of folks reacted to that. And so, again, the person who wrote that, I have invited on the show. And so hopefully we're going to get him on um, because th- this is something that needs to be talked about. And, again, I have, I've already apologized for my overboard comment, but not for the other ones because I really I meant them. <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, even I have, I have flaws. When I make a mistake, I, I try to correct it. All right. So then another comment separately, how do you feel about the right to gain property by occupying it? Squatting. Next comment. Uh, person's named. Uh, it's a term defined by our legal definitions. That would be a legal alien. Who cares what they feel? They violated our laws in our country. Should be treated with extreme prejudice, just like uh, they do in Afghanistan or Hungary. Yeah, and actually, uh, I made the point, too, uh, further down in the commentary. Check the, uh, the immigration laws of Mexico uh, and the voting laws. They have national ID for voting. Uh, they use paper ballots. They mark your finger with a big purple dye, so nobody votes twice. They're very strict on it. Uh, and citizenship? Well, you, you don't. You, you, there are no illegal aliens. Well, I mean, there aren't. I don't say there aren't any, but uh, there are extremely few illegal aliens in Mexico because they don't tolerate that. Uh, they just don't. <laughs> if you're not a legal Mexican citizen, you know, you're not going to stay there. Okay, that's the way it should be here. Anyway, so that's just a wake-up call. Uh, next, next comment. Uh, this is back to uh, another uh, fellow immigrant. When I came to the USA, I was issued an alien registration card, also known as a green card, or a safe sex card. What? It's funny. I did not feel, by the, uh, feel offended by the term alien. I didn't feel offended by the term alien either, uh, because there, there are two types of people in the United States, citizens and aliens. <laughs> That's it, okay? Um, you're a citizen, either natural born or naturalized. Or you're an alien. In other words, you're a citizen of somewhere else. That's all alien means, citizen of somewhere else. An illegal alien means you're a citizen of somewhere else and you're here illegally. <laughs> that, and that's all it means. You know, it's, it's, not, a, it's not a question of, it's not, uh, it's not meant as an insult, uh, uh, but it is meant derogatorily because you're a criminal. You know, the same thing as saying, you know, and so the idea of these people are immigrants. See, illegal aliens are not immigrants. They have no status. How many times have I said that? They have no status here. They're not here. You know, on paper and in law, they're not here because illegal aliens can't be here. It's against the law to be here. So therefore, they cannot have status here if it's against the law to be here. So any, anything that's done here to illegal aliens, whether voting, driver's license, you know, putting them on the police force or any getting benefits, you know, or any of these other absurdities, all of that's illegal because illegal aliens can't be here. Okay? They're not covered by the Constitution. They have no rights here. Why? Because you can't have rights in a place you're not allowed to be in. That would be absurd. You know, imagine having rights in France, but not being able to go to France or live in France because you're not a citizen. Well, how can I have rights there? Oh, I, uh, let, me, let me try that. Let me just call up, uh, uh, what's his name? Macron. Yo, Macron, baby. Uh, yeah, I want, to, uh, I want to have rights in France. Uh, yeah, but you're not a citizen of France. You, you cannot have rights here. Yeah, yeah, I can. I want, I want to come to the country illegally, and I want to, I want to have right, the same rights as, uh, as a Frenchman. <laughs> yeah, they'd laugh at me. <laughs> It would be hysterically funny, all right? And that's a Western, you know, democracy, uh, uh, a progressive socialist, you know, uh, what is it, a social democracy. And they still wouldn't let me in there and have rights. I wouldn't have any rights in France. What, are you crazy? (laughs) Well, I mean, for the same reason you can't have rights here, too. Illegal aliens don't have rights. They just don't. People say, oh, but they're they're human beings. Well, I'm not arguing whether they're human beings. I'm saying whether they have rights in this country. Okay? There's There's a difference. There's a complete difference. You know, it's like if you can't distinguish between illegal aliens and lawful immigrants, you know, it means you probably can't distinguish between bank robbers and bank customers. 
Okay, yeah, they both have bank in common, but that's it. <laughs> you know, they're, uh, you know, one is legal and one isn't. I mean, it's that simple. And you don't cure the problems of bank robbers by getting rid of bank customers. That's why gun control doesn't work. But I've made that argument too. Uh, and then we got another one here. Uh, well, anyway, you've got to read the commentary. It's hysterical, and it just goes on and on and on. You know, the, the feeling is that illegal aliens um, uh, have had bad treatment. They're coming here for a better life. It's the same old argument, right? Coming here for a better life, you know, all this other kind of stuff. And, of course, those of us who, who love this country say, well, wait a minute. We have a right to a, a country free of illegal aliens. Uh, part of our existence here in the United States, part of our, our quality of our life is that there are no illegal aliens here. I'm just checking messages, trying to... Uh... Oh, here we go. Oh, actually, well, that's not quite true. All right, I'm checking here. The question now is on squatting. He says, my person says, how do you feel about the right to gain property by squatting? Okay, well, and then said below, well, I didn't say you gain property by squatting. Well, yeah, you did. Okay, everybody makes mistakes and contradictions. This is a very emotional argument. And there are now just a bunch of comments on this. All right, so I don't want to read them all. But it is quite fascinating. And how many comments have I got now? Let me see what we're up to. 80 comments. So we got one extra one here. So I'm going to shut this off and, and close it off because it'll make for a better transmission. But that's what's going on. That's what's going on on Facebook. Um, it's, it's wild. Oh, here we go. Uh, so Marco says, uh, small country, in other words, the Netherlands, all one police organization with districts. Oh, so you have a federal police force. Oh, that's great. Um, so which raises the next question. See, the, the beauty of our police not the feds, okay, because there is nothing in the Constitution that uh, allows for an FBI. There just isn't. So the FBI is illegal, all right, uh, besides the fact they're doing a lot of illegal stuff. But what do you expect from an illegal agency? There is no justification. There's no rationality. There's no provision. That's probably a better word. There's no provision in our Constitution for a national police force. There's no provision in our Constitution for anybody to be armed. Uh, except for, uh, well, the military, excluding the military, because that's a different thing. But there's no provision in our Constitution for bureaucrats to be armed. There's only three crimes in the Constitution. Treason, piracy, and counterfeiting. That's the only place where the, where the federal government has any jurisdiction. So that, that you don't need an FBI. Okay? Now, can the government help local police? Sure, they can fund. They can, they can make contributions. They can give surplus military equipment, which they do. They can, they can help local police. They can help county sheriffs. They can help, help state police. But what they can't do is create an FBI. It's illegal. Well, that's a, a shock, you know, especially all of us who grew up with Ephraim Zimbalist Jr., you know, star of the FBI. Uh, then his daughter, um, what was her name? Zimbalist, Stephanie Zimbalist, who played in Remington Steel. You know, it was one of the early ones with Pierce Brosnan. I mean, you know, guys don't care about Pierce Brosnan, but Stephanie Zimbalist was totally hot. So if you want to see an old show, look at the old Remington Steels. Uh, I'll tell you another really good show, too, was uh, Sybil Shepherd when she was with uh, Bruce Willis in Moonlighting. Uh, now that I got Roku, I'm looking for old – I can look up those old TV series. Those are fun. I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm, re, I'm doing reruns of really great TV shows. I used to look up Dallas. I don't think I've seen that one either. Anyway, I digress. But you get the idea. So in the Netherlands, it, it basically has one police agency divided up into local areas. So my question is, um, do the, the police in the districts, are they from the local area? Or do people join the police force and they get distributed all around the country? Because that makes a difference. If the police are local and they, serve, they grew up locally, they, they know the people locally, you know, they know the neighborhood locally, uh, a, lot, a lot of county sheriffs, a lot of times county sheriffs are, are local people. So they know the people, they know the area, you know, the families are known. Uh, it makes a difference how law enforcement is done because they know people. They know who the troublemakers are. They know who the decent people are. And if you make a mistake and you're known to be a decent person, it's a mistake. 
where somebody else who doesn't know you might, might you know, think of what you did as, as this huge aberration. You get hauled in and arrested for something that otherwise, well, I was stupid. I was, I won't do that again. Yeah, okay, fine. We understand. Whereas if you're a habitual criminal and you do some little thing where you might be let off by someone that doesn't know you, you know, and in, in, uh, if the community police do know you, it's like, oh, I remember you. <laughs> We've seen this before. Come on in. <laughs> so, you know, it, it makes a difference. Anyway, so all we really need are state police and local police and county sheriffs, uh, city police, county sheriffs, um, and uh, state police. That's it. That's it. Everything else above that's illegal. So the three, and we have a bill on this, disarming the feds, disarming 287,000 armed bureaucrat infantry. That's 14 divisions of soldiers, over 14 divisions of soldiers at 20,000 soldiers per division. Um, that's, I think, bigger than the force that invaded D-Day. I think we have maybe 100,000, 120,000 soldiers invading a D-Day. We have more bureaucrats than we had the, in, in, hitting the beaches in Normandy, just to put it in perspective. Uh, oh, it's interesting. So Marco says, in general, they make police not serve where they live. Maybe normal patrolling police, but if they do a little more investigative work, they don't want police to be recognized. Oh, so you're all undercover. Okay, so it's just the opposite, and that's a good argument. It's just the opposite of my argument, whereas I like people to be local um, because, first of all, why wouldn't you want the police to be recognized? Uh, that's actually a deterrent. You know? And secondly, um, if they don't know the local area, they don't know the local people, they're much more inclined to either overreact or be more restrictive because they don't know. All right, anyway. So let's, uh, I think I might take, uh, do an information, player information here and come back and start talking about these bills. There's a bunch of things to talk about when it comes to illegal alien police. Uh, first of all, let me kind of run through the list. And we'll take these separately. Um, and again, I hope uh, Pianchi joins us um, because he, this, this would be great for him. Oh, I have a surprise for you next week. I can't tell you yet, but uh, I, I, get a, I get kind of a, a novel event for next week. So I'll, I'll keep you guessing on that. Things are always changing here. Always, always, always changing. The only constant of action radio is constant change. So here's something to think about in terms of uh, uh, foreign police. How about the Chinese police? You know that Chinese, those Chinese police stations in New York? Think about that. They were there to arrest Chinese nationals. They were there as a secret police force within the United States, which, of course, is illegal, um, you know, arresting Chinese nationals. But what if we hire Chinese police? Chinese have an excess of men because they killed all their, their girl babies uh, with abortions because they had a one-child policy. So they have excess of millions upon millions upon millions of single men who will never be married, certainly not in China. Maybe, maybe, maybe they'll start a, a foreign groom service. You know, for, for women around the world, it's one uh, a, a Chinese uh, man. <laughs> but quite frankly, the, you know, so what are you going to do with them all? Well, they can't all serve in the army. Got to do some with all these guys. They're not going to get married. They're, 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 they killed all the Chinese girls. So where are they going to go? Our police force? Oh, what a great mercenary force that would be. So would they be beholden to the Chinese Communist Party or our American government? In fact, it's hard to tell the difference right now because I think our, our government, our occupation government, the coup d'etat that everybody seems to be accepting so much of, um, is in fact a, an occupation government uh, sponsored and run by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's another one. Another, a friend of mine pointed this out too. How about uh, Muslim police? How about Sharia law? So are the Muslim police, foreign police officers, going to confuse Sharia law with constitutional law? How about police gangs? You know, I mean, how, how, if somebody is an illegal alien, they're already a criminal. And if they're already a criminal, how hard, it w- how hard would it be to form criminal gangs within the police department of foreign nationals, especially Mexican cartels? But how about all the other ones? How about, how about the drug importers? How about, remember the Golden uh, Triangle in, in Vietnam, Cambodia, and Laos, or, or the opium you know, in Turkey and Iran? I mean, how hard it would, would it be for these people to form 
you know, gangs of police that are not beholden to the United States because they're not even citizens. Mexican cartels in particular. The Mexican cartels are going to love this because they're going to have a bunch of illegals come in who are Mexican cartel members, become police officers, probably rise to police chief in liberal districts, and run entire and run the Mexican gang cartels within our cities. So there's a lot that's going on with this. Uh, let me get to... Um, but the basic problem, and I, I wrote a little note to myself here, these people are not citizens. They have no allegiance to this country. They're not covered by the Constitution. They cannot swear an oath to the Constitution, you know, because they're not covered. They're not part of it. They, they, they don't, they're no part of this country whatsoever. And so I was thinking of writing a bill on this, and that's why I've got uh, Pianchi. I asked him to, uh, to call him. So let's get his initial impression on this. Uh, I've been on quite a rant here for a while, and then we'll take, uh, I'll give you the information uh, on the show, and then I'll be back. Good morning, sir. Glad you called in. How you doing? Well, good morning to you. You've done a very good job so far. What uh, can I add to it? Uh, anyone else? Uh, well, I got some articles, and I want your views on it. But um, if you if you want to summarize what you think so far, but just the idea of illegal aliens. Well, I, and I'm not, there's a question on that. There's some articles talk about foreign nationals. There's some that talk about illegal aliens. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Illinois is illegal aliens. You know, it's, it's being done anyway. California too. I've got follow this through. We've got a situation where the left has demonized the police, defunded the police, made it impossible for good police to remain on the police force. There are record retirements and people aren't joining the police force. Then they complain, we've got a shortage of police. We have to hire you know, foreign nationals and illegal aliens. Who's gonna, who else is going to do the job? So these folks come in, great, I can buy my way into citizenship by being in the police force. It, it, it seems like such a setup to me that this was a progression uh, set up to bring illegal aliens into government as basically mercenaries uh, and terrorists under the color of law. That's what it looks like. What do you think? Well, you know, what you just described created a problem, just like looting, shoplifting causes stores, grocery stores, food sources to vacate an area thus by creating what everybody complained about is food deserts. Yeah. So they are create, they are contributing heavily to the problem. And this government purchase have been known in recent years to put out some very, very self destructive policies. Uh the Secretary, I'm sorry, the DOJ for Illinois, Mr. Muhammad, uh, he's putting out some very destructive policy. But this there takes the cake, using illegal aliens on the police forces, allowing them in the state of Illinois. I don't know what to say. Well, it's, it's insane. It's irrational. And, it, you know, you've got people that, like I described earlier, they're not part of this country. They're not citizens. They're not part of we, the people of the United States. So they're not covered by the Constitution. Have no rights. They have no status here. They're basically, if they're illegal aliens, they're technically, legally, they're not here because they can't be here. And I described the whole the thing about uh, France earlier. You know, if I wanted, if I said, hey, hey, Macron, I want, I want rights in France. You know, they'd laugh at me because <laughs> you know, so they are not just matter. I'm going to move to your country. I'm going to have all the rights of, of a Frenchman. No, you're not, <laughs> you know, and that's pretty simple, but the, but it's, it's worse. It's worse than just illegal aliens being here. It's bad enough that they're working, voting and doing all kinds of and driving and doing all kinds of other illegal things, but police officers, there's something 
amazingly insulting and and just evil about the idea of taking somebody that can't be here, that has no status, that cannot swear an oath to the Constitution, that has no allegiance to this country, that is a criminal, the minute they cross the, the border into the United States, giving them the power of law enforcement over lawful American citizens. This is this is a, a psychological operation. You know, well, will American has, citizens be obligated? Will American citizens be obligated to pay any attention to them trying to enforce authority over that's why American to, citizens? Yeah, that's why I want to write a bill on this. And, and to let folks know, Pianchi and I talked off the air about this a little bit. But I'm thinking, especially for the citizens of Florida, and you might want to do this for the citizens of Missouri. Uh, first of all, within state. You know, we, we should ban the hiring of anybody who's not a, uh, an American citizen of good moral character and good standing. I mean, that's who hires. That's who the police force hires. They don't just hire anybody. You don't, you don't just apply for a police job. There's a vetting process. There's a background check. There's all kinds of things. Well, if you did a background check on an illegal, illegal alien, the first thing you'd find is they're an illegal alien and that they're a criminal. That makes them ineligible to be a police officer. So they're taking yeah, people that Yeah, any can, further check. Yeah. Any further check's going to come back blank. So what would your what would your reference be? How do you know what this individual has not indulged in sometimes in the past? Something yeah. that could be just totally, totally horrendous. Mm-hmm. They're they're quote undocumented, which means they left their documentation, you know, at the border because everybody's documented. Every, I don't think there's a country in the world that doesn't have some kind of birth record at this point. Most of it computerized. You know, you're, you're explaining to me back in the old days they'd write uh, the family in, in a Bible, but even then they, at least they took notes. They knew who people were. You know, <laughs> yes, it'll be right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, we've got, uh, I mean, uh, what would be really fun to do is to put, I wonder if I should make a bill on this. Every illegal alien should should have an, uh, a 23andMe or an Amnesty, uh, not Amnesty, um, Ancestry.com check. Let's find out who they are. <laughs> I put their DNA on record. Does that make sense? Well, here's the thing, too. Where are they uh-huh. going to use these, implement these people in uh, in Chicago? Where you have this black on black crime is completely unimaginable. Yeah. Well, we I mean, just make the game auditorium. Yeah. Well, it ain't necessarily got to be gang members. No, but I'm saying I mean, people why just the walking gang... down the street get shot. We can make the gang member police officers too. I mean, what's the difference? If you're going to make illegal aliens potentially terrorists, you know, Chinese, you know, army age men mercenaries. Why don't you just make the gang members police officers? I mean, what's the difference? Well, you can have an auditorium of black males put out the mm-hmm. caution from the podium. Everyone that has not been shot, raise your hand. No hands yeah. will go up. A thousand yeah. in attendance. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's just uh, that's just a reality. A reality that uh, the those that are in charge don't see to be concerned with you got prosecutors that don't prosecute let people uh, go no cash bills and all those ridiculous things uh mm-hmm. filing false re- police reports and get seemingly rewarded right so who wants to live around that well here's the thing i'm thinking too is that if i'm traveling around the country and god forbid i should be in illinois sometime and some foreign national pulls me over first thing I, first thing i will do outside of florida if, if, I'm ever, if I ever have a law enforcement encounter, shall we say, I'm going to ask if they're a citizen. I'm going to ask them for proof of citizenship. If they don't have proof of citizenship, I can say, you can't talk to me. You're not, you're not even a citizen. You can't be a police officer. I don't recognize your authority. Oh, wouldn't that be interesting? And then Ahmed. Well, you got a right me, to do that. 
Yeah, but then Ahmed's going to say, well, oh, I haven't thirty. I've been made as I've made a police officer, even though I'm here illegally from uh, from Yemen. <laughs> you know, <laughs> sorry, pal, you're you're not a police officer. If you're not a citizen, you, you can't swear an oath to the Constitution because it's meaningless, um, and, and you, you have no authority over me as an American citizen. So this is this is how we resist. Okay, we need to start this now. I mean, it'd be great to go. Uh, you know, to Illinois and say, you know, hey, go ahead, show, send us your foreign national police. We don't recognize them. We don't recognize their authority. Uh, but this is something if uh, Governor DeSanctimonious, let's use the term, um, seeing as he's stupid enough to run, and he'll probably be out of the campaign soon, if he wants to redeem himself, he could uh, work with the legislature and pass an emergency measure that no Florida police, uh, state or local or county sheriffs, um, can be um, non-citizens. I think it's against the law anyway from the feds. And so I, I know one of the articles I have has that in it. But that's something that's very, very important. So the feds, as we talked about, uh, the feds could pass a bill denying any money or, or any military surplus equipment or any FBI help, even though the FBI is unconstitutional, um, to the state and local police agencies or departments. If they have, uh, if they, you know, if they don't, if they can't prove that all their, their uh, personnel are American citizens. That's what I do. So you need to work on that. All right. Let's take a quick, uh, quick break for some information. And what time is it now? 7.33. And I'll be back with some articles. And we're going we're gonna to hash this out. Then we got Josie. I'm curious what Josie thinks about this. Josie from Nicaragua. And so uh, the idea of foreign national, you know, she lived on a communist state, all right, and uh, I think in Chile too. So I'll be very curious what she says. All right. Let me get you the information, and we'll be right back. Here is your Action Radio contact and website information. The call-in line is 215-383-3832. Our show site is blogtalkradio.com slash citizenaction. Same link, live and a podcast. Please share all our shows. We have live chat at the bottom of the broadcast page available worldwide. Sign in to your free account and type away. We have an internet Skype line where you can call the show worldwide also. Please see the broadcast page for our Skype name. Call in during the show to get approved. Our bill writing site is writeyourlaws.com. W-R-I-T-E-Y-O-U-R-L-A-W-S. Writeyourlaws.com. This is where anyone can write a bill and start the process of it becoming law. My paid and free subscription column is at gregpenglis.substack.com. Please consider a paid subscription of $5 per month or greater. For contributions to Action Radio, please go to givesendgo.com slash actionradio. We have over 20 Action Radio Facebook groups. Use the Facebook search window by putting in Action Radio to find our groups. My public email is greg at writeyourlaws.com. Please contact me about advertising on Action Radio and helping our mission of freedom. Thank you for listening. Greg Penglis here for my book, The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction. Everyone at some point in their life wants to learn how to fly. Few try. Even fewer go on to get a license. I believe a major reason for that is how we teach people how to fly. My book is designed to help you navigate the flight training system, but it's so much more than that. 
It really describes an entirely new way to teach flying. So if you've never tried a lesson or got discouraged in your training and quit for any reason, this book can help you. Don't be a rope pilot who just follows procedures. Be a thinking pilot who makes great decisions, who understands all the reasons why we do what we do. You can incorporate these principles into your own flight training at any time. The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction is featured on the Action Radio with Greg Pankless Facebook page and is available from Amazon.com. Action Radio, part of the ADHD Radio Network, the ultimate free speech zone. We the people give our consent to be governed through writing the laws by which we are governed and have the power through juries to nullify the laws by which we do not consent to be governed. At Action Radio, we don't report the news. We are the news. Every other show reports what has happened. We talk about what can happen. From the questions no one has thought to ask, to the answers no one has thought to consider, to the actions no one has dared to take. That is Action Radio. All right, we're back. I've got Bianca in the line here. I've got uh, Marco in the Netherlands on live chat. Um, we still have a Skype line available if anybody wants to uh, call in internationally. You call in ahead of time um, before, I, and I have to approve your account, and then you can call the show directly. And, of course, we don't want any um, blocked numbers, so I have to know who you are. Uh, and so that's kind of a – we know where that last one. We've got a little issue on that. All right, so I've got a bunch of different articles here. They also amount to the same thing. I'm just going to pick one that seems like the strongest because we've got about 23 minutes um, before Josie joins us at the top of the hour. So we've got to the article here from Business and Politics. That's the, the website, BPR. It says, a fundamentally bad idea, Dem governor signs bill allowing non-citizens to become cops. And again, the question is, are we talking about illegal aliens or just foreign nationals? And I believe illegal aliens are going to be part of this. This is from July 30th, so we're talking yesterday. Um, so no, two, I'm sorry, two days ago. So this is recent. Uh, he says uh, the article author is, don't know, it says news and commentary. So it's probably by all of the, the business and politics website, BPR. Uh, BizPack Review, that's, that's the name of the website. All right. They say, in more of the left-wing lunacy <laughs> that has taken root in deep blue states, Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker, signed off on a controversial bill. How do you, signed off on a, why don't they just say signed? <laughs> a little extraneous on the words there. They must be lawyers, right? J.B. Pritzker signed a controversial bill allowing foreign nationals to become law enforcement officers, a move that critics blasted as, quote, madness, which we pretty much said the same thing, for setting the stage uh, to potentially deputize illegal aliens to arrest U.S. citizens in their own country. Pianchi, that's exactly the problem. That's the problem. This is madness setting the stage to potentially deputize illegal aliens to arrest U.S. citizens in our own country. That's insane. Well, you wouldn't be able to do that in a country, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, but see, so... if Americans let, allow that to happen to them, then what are uh-huh. you going to say? That's a good question. Uh, you know, the, the tolerance of evil is, is our biggest problem. You know, the tolerance and mask mandates and, and quote, social distance and uh, vaccines that are neither safe nor effective. In fact, there's a 25-year-old actor that just died. Uh, chances are they got a COVID shot. 
Uh, I've got a, in our, our vaccine, it's, it's a private group, but uh, I just posted about a 41-year-old member of Congress, and she's got uh, face paralysis. COVID shot, you know, and we didn't hear about this stuff before. You know, so the tolerance of Americans for evil. We've got a coup. We've got an illegal government. I say it every single day. I resist that government every single day, but I'm one of the very few. You've got people all over this country, including especially Republicans, saying President Biden. You can't say President Biden. That supports the coup. That's like saying, you know, Hitler is good. <laughs> you know, that's like saying all kinds of, you know, that's like saying Stalin was a legitimate leader. That's like saying, you know, you know, Mao was a Democrat, you know, or believed in democracy. I mean, these things are insane. You're supporting the coup. You're supporting, you know, uh, terrorist governments. You're supporting gulags. You're supporting the Chinese Communist Party taking over our country. You cannot say President Biden without supporting the coup that put him there. That's just, you know, and, and people, they don't even think of that. You can't say Biden administration. You can't say it on my show. Well, maybe if New Gingrich comes on, I'll let him say it, but that's about it. You know, or, or, or Donald Trump. But I don't, you know, I'd even, I'd even say, hey, why are you saying that? Why are you saying that when you know it's not true? There is no President Biden. There is no Biden administration. There's a coup. There's an illegal government sitting in the, in the White House. And once people tolerate that, then everything else is, is, flows from it. Why not have illegal alien police officers? Why not have gangs roaming the street? Why not have fraudulent elections? Who cares? You know, if you've got an illegal government and it's tolerable, who cares about the Constitution? I mean, why, you know, don't worry about mass mandates. Don't worry about the next uh, pandemic. Eat bugs. Be happy. Don't own anything. Give up your light bulbs. Is that the thing today? Isn't today the last day you can buy light bulbs? Incandescent bulbs, what we used to call light bulbs? It's taking one more thing away. You know, and they want us to drive electric cars, so they're going to get rid of the gasoline-powered cars. So electric cars are going to cost $100,000 each because they'll be a monopoly. You'll have to buy one if you want to go anywhere. And what's the alternative? If electric cars are too expensive, what happens? Well, that means we, we, we ride bicycles and live in 15-minute cities because we can't afford to, to leave. Airlines will be rationed because airline, you know, airliners use uh, what they call fossil fuels, what I call organic fuels. Well, unless you can run an airliner on, on wind and solar power, it, you know, it's probably not going to fly, except for the elite, because they'll still have their private jets. They'll still have Gulf Streams. But that's the future they want for us. And unless you resist it every single day, it's only going to get worse. So we need a lot more action radio shows. We need a lot more action radio hosts. We need a lot more people writing legislation. We need, we need millions of advocates. I just wrote uh, Turning Point USA again, the 50th time last night hoping to break through, you know, with one of their minions that actually has vision and understands what we're trying to do here. That and all the other groups that I write on a regular basis, you know, trying to get some, uh, you know, public attention to what we do because we got the answers. You know, uh, the, the idea of writing our own legislation is so powerful and yet so few people get it. They just don't get it. I don't know why they don't get it, but they don't. You know, they just, maybe they just don't want that kind of power. Maybe they just don't believe that, uh, that regular people should actually, you know, be the government. But that's what the government is. Constitution says we, the people of the United States, not they, the elites of the United States. Not they, the self-appointed. So don't say Biden administration because there isn't one. Say we, the people of the United States. That's that we are the government, not them, us. Piaki? All in all, good points. Yeah, I'm on a roll today. All it takes I must have got, got sleepers. Yeah, I must have got sleep or something. Yeah. Now I'm feeling pretty good today. Actually, I'm trying to get more sleep. Well, someone, well, it was some reports out there about uh, some 
a Chinese community is having a Chinese uh, CCP police in their communities. And was yeah. there any legitimacy to that? Uh, yes, there is. Um, I talked a little bit about that earlier in the show. I don't know a lot about it yet, but uh, that's something that I'm definitely going to make a little note here. Chinese police in the U.S. Yep. So who's to say we're not going to have Persian police or Iranian police? How about Sharia police? You know, why, Are Sharia police going to uh, assassinate Muslims that are uh, apostates, those that have uh, rejected uh, Islam? I mean, I don't know. And uh, what about the potential for gangs? That was for Minneapolis, wasn't it? Yeah, outside uh, Detroit, Van Arbor and uh, Dearborn in particular. Oh, the, the no-go zone? Yeah, the, Islam, the Islamic-only zone. Those need to be broken up immediately. You can't do that in this country. Let me get to, let's get back to our police issue here, and I'll, I'll tell you what I found here. This is on Friday, the blustering Democrat strongman. This is a great article. Sign, that would be Pritzker, the governor. Sign Illinois House Bill 3751 into law, one of a flurry of over 130 bills that he affixed his signature to uh, at the signing ceremony in crime-ridden Chicago, the site of next year's Democrat National Convention. <laughs> hey, do you remember that? I, I, w- I was a bit young. You've got a couple of years on me. The 68 Democrat Convention. Uh, do you know anything about that or do you look at it in history? I don't know a thing about that. I can't. Okay. Just curious. Because that was was wild. Um, It was Johnson, I think. Uh, It was full of crime. It was full of all kinds of things. There were riots in the streets. It was was quite interesting. We should look up that tension. Looks like they're poised for a repeat. (laughs) Anyway, the article says the bill, which amends the Illinois Municipal Code and goes into effect January 1st, 2024, provides that an individual who is not a citizen but is legally authorized to work in the United States under federal law is authorized to apply for the position of a police officer subject to all requirements and limitations other than citizenship to which other applicants are subject. So what does that mean, legally authorized to work in the United States? As far as I know, the only people legally authorized to work in the United States um, are citizens and temporary uh, and, and lawful immigrants. Now, uh, permanent residents can be police officers. They don't have a problem with that because they've already been approved by the government. They've already been vetted, checked out, like I was, my family was. But it's for nationals. Yes, yeah, they're not about. citizens. Yes, yeah, true. Uh, oh, that's right. Wait a minute. Let me think about that. Yeah, they can't be. Yeah, citizen. Yeah, non-citizens should not be uh, police officers. Yeah, because they're they're still not we the people of the United States yet. Yeah, you're right. How would you my sue? Mistake. What's that now? How would you sue? Yes, yeah, true. I wasn't thinking. I, I, I goofed on that one. Okay, so, so the only people that can be police are citizens. Yeah. But then we're talking about here. So what does he say here? So legally authorized to work. Oh, my mistake was I was thinking, yeah, immigrants are legally authorized to work in the United States, but not as police officers. Uh, and the other, but how do they determine that? You know, I mean, E-Verify checks your citizenship. Those are the only people really legally authorized to work in the United States are citizens or I think, uh, or lawful immigrants or people on an H-1 visa. But the only people, as you say correctly, thank you, um, that the only people authorized to be police officers are citizens. So the idea that you can take someone legally authorized to work in the United States and equate that with a police officer makes no sense. Excuse my little goof earlier. Now, it's not the same thing. Just because you're legally authorized to work here does not mean you can be a police officer. Then it says U.S. Representative Mary Miller, Republican of Illinois, of course, 
uh, sailed the passage of the law that could lead to illegal aliens being given guns and badges and unleashed on citizens in the land of Lincoln. Yeah, sorry, Lincoln. Quote, at 5 p.m. yesterday, when no one was paying attention, Pritzker signed a bill to allow illegal immigrants, in other words, aliens, to become police officers, giving non-citizens the power to arrest citizens in our state. No sane state would allow foreign nationals to arrest their citizens. This is madness. That's from Miller in a Saturday uh, post. Mary Miller. Yeah, good post. Governor Pritzker signed HB, that would be House Bill 3751, despite fierce opposition from the Illinois Fraternal Order of Police. Yeah, the police don't want this. That's interesting. And it makes sense. They strongly condemned the bill when it passed the House. So isn't that interesting that they, uh, the police, which are usually you know, good Democrat police chiefs, things like that, following orders and all that kind of stuff, um, the police objected to this. It didn't matter. So something else going on here. What do you, what do you think the well, ultimate you know what uh, goal done, is? That bill had to be introduced by a state legislature. And it had oh, yeah, to it be signed on to by state legislature. Well, the people need to get rid of them. That needs to be recalled and mm-hmm. put their butts back out on the streets immediately. Does Illinois have a referendum, um, ballot referendum program at all? Because California does. Yeah, I think that, I believe they do. Yes, they, more likely they would have a referendum. Stuff would go. But this there would not because uh, it was a House bill. It's not a referendum. It's not a resolution. No, no, no. It was no. It passed it's the Senate too, and it, and it was signed by the governor. This is duly passed legislation. It has been through the legislative process. It never should have gone through. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. House bill passed by both houses. Then uh-huh. uh, it doesn't sign, so it wouldn't have to yeah. go to the public. But it a wouldn't referendum have to go to over... the public. That would only be if you want to. No, but a referendum can overturn it. So, in other words, if. Um, uh, if, if Illinois has, uh, has a ballot procedure like California, in California, you can put a question on the ballot or you can put a bill on the ballot and you could say um, that uh, HB 3754, you know, if Illinois has, ballot, has a ballot referendum, you know, uh, shall be uh, repealed. And, and it is binding, you know, so the people can overturn it. In California, they can do that. Now, they don't as much. And it costs a fortune to get a referendum on the ballot. But California voted to overturn affirmative action in 1980-something, 788, something like that. Uh, they voted to recall uh, Gray Davis as governor for MTBE and other chemicals and horrible things that he was doing. Um, Proposition 13, uh, Howard Jarvis, the bill that saved Californians billions of dollars of, of property tax exploitation, was passed by referendum. These are things that the legislature did. A lot of really good reference. Now, some bad well, ones have come out. The thing is, I mean, uh-huh. is that who introduced it and who voted for it. And that's who the people should go after and get rid of. Hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, but if they have a referendum, they can do it that way. This is where it would be good to get uh, um, Josh on the line. <laughs> I, wish, I hope he's listening. He's up in Illinois. He yeah, but, I, you, but, uh-huh. but a referendum, you still got those legislatures that push forward, introduce, push forward, and voted for that ridiculous bill. No, but it a referendum had to be goes, done that. That had to be done before it got to Pritchett's desk. Right. Well, let me look it up because a referendum bypasses the legislature. It's a, it's, it's a direct uh, law of the people. So let's put, does Illinois have a referendum? Does Illinois have a ballot referendum? 
procedure. Let's find out. Because I'm really familiar with California's because it's really good. Uh, well, I wouldn't mimic California in nothing else, but the, no, the California initiative procedure is good. It's just that it's, it takes uh, it, now it costs too much. So the following states have initiative and or veto referendum processes at the statewide level. Uh, Illinois, Illinois does. Yes, they do. So the people can overturn this directly in the next election. They can overturn it in 2024. So here's, this is from Ballotpedia. The following states have initiative and or veto referendum procedures at the statewide level. Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Florida, Idaho, Illinois, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Mississippi, Missouri, you do, Montana, Nebraska, Nevada, New Mexico, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, not South Dakota, that's interesting, Ohio, Oklahoma, Oregon, South Dakota, oh, South Dakota does, right, Utah, Washington, Wyoming, and District of Columbia, even Massachusetts does, California does, so some of the liberal states do too, Illinois, uh, so this isn't liberal, Oregon, though, that's a liberal state. Washington's liberal state, they've got it. But you don't see a lot of, I don't see Midwestern states a lot of, I don't see a lot of Southern states here. I don't see the Carolinas, I don't see Georgia, I don't see Alabama. I don't see Texas. I don't see um, some middle states, Oklahoma, Nebraska. Oh, Nebraska is there. Okay. It's a good amount of states. So let me see what we got here. So here's the, here's the thing. So there are 26 states that provide for at least one form of statewide citizen initiative ballot measure. So the veto is, it looks like, New Mexico and Maryland have just a veto. Uh, an amendment, let me see who's got the amendments. Uh, that would be California, Oregon, Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, Nebraska, South Dakota, North Dakota, Wyoming, oh, Montana. Idaho doesn't. It's kind of interesting. Oklahoma, Missouri. Amendment statute and veto referendum. That'd be the good one. Oh, they're, they're color coding it kind of weird. Oh, Illinois just has an amendment process. I don't think they have a veto. So the best are amendment statute and veto. That's states like California. The Dakotas. Florida doesn't. Florida has. Florida has citizen-initiated constitutional amendments, but Florida does not have veto of legislation. Wants to work on that. Okay, that's interesting. All right. Um, What do you think about that? Questions? Comments? And we'll go back to this article. I'd get rid of the representatives. Well, you can and recall the them, but I would also rec- I would also revoke that bill or rescind that bill. Idiots. <laughs> anyway, well, well, they need to do both, but that's up to the people of Illinois. If that's what they want to do, they do it. If they don't, then they yeah. won't do it. Well, apparently they're okay with it because uh, they don't see any massive protests in the streets. But then someone said, "What message does this legislation send when it allows people who do not have legal status to become the enforcers of our laws?" See, that's the contradiction. That's the hypocrisy. That's the, uh, the irrationality of it all. It, it'd be like uh, taking bank robbers and making them managers of the bank. And it, it's the same kind of thing. 
It's, it's insane. Why would you do that? Unless you had a different agenda. And of course, the question is, we have to talk about what is that? What is the real agenda? Why are they doing this? Um, probably for the same reason that they get, they're letting criminals go. It's to break down society um, so that, you know, you can't call the police because they don't care. They're foreign nationals. They don't care. They're not going to come and answer your call. Further breaking down the police, further putting people in, people in fear, further sending them to government for protection, which, of course, the government's taking away, uh, in exchange for rights. So this is going to be the trade-off. Oh, we'll protect you from the police <laughs> that we brought in if you give up more of your rights. If you give up your guns, we'll make the police American citizens again. I mean, who's to say they won't do that? What is the price? That's the question. What are they really after? That's what we need to find out. I can see um, militias rising like crazy against illegal police forces. These forces, if you, think, if you think cops are dirty now, wait until they're not even citizens. You know, who's to say they won't be spies of other countries? Who's to say they won't set up their own gangs? Who's, who's to say they won't go into business with the gangs? If you've got Mexican illegals working with the Mexican gang or Honduran illegals working with the Honduran gang, I'll ask Josie about this. She probably knows. MS-13, the most violent gangs in the world. If MS-13 members become police officers, they're going to protect MS-13. They're going to protect the gangs, not the people. Oh, won't that be interesting? Article says, here's a quote from, I guess, the same person. It says, what message does this legislation send when it allows people who do not have legal status to become the enforcers of our laws? Well, that's the police organization, the fraternal police organization. They said this is a potential crisis of confidence in law enforcement at a time when our officers need all the public confidence they can get. Well, the way you get public confidence is you do things that deserve our respect. And um, letting criminals go like they're doing you know, and having the, the Justice Department, you know, being run by or the the uh, the um, district attorneys being Soros people letting everybody go does not build public confidence. I got news for you. Ain't happening. Then they said to hand the power to arrest and detain a citizen of this state or a citizen of any state in the United States to a non-citizen is a fundamental breach of democracy. <laughs> no, it's a fundamental breach of our constitutional rights, but that's a different story. And it's from Republican Illinois State Senator Chapin Rose who said it is antithetical to the police power of any state. They says it's just fundamentally a bad idea. Prisker recently celebrated a state Supreme Court ruling that a law that abolishing cash bail was constitutional, a major victory for criminal coddling leftists who have insisted that the existing system was racist. Okay, so I don't think it's illegal to get rid of bail. I think it's insane. But I don't think there's any constitutional provision uh, that guarantees you have to charge a bail. You have to offer bail as an option. In other words, you can't keep people in prison like they are in, in the January 6th folks in the D.C. Gulag. You can't do that, even though they are. You have to offer bail. So well, the whole point of bail is to prepare defense. Big pardon? What's going on in D.C. is wrong, quite natural, but bail's only assured that the defendant appears back in court. Yeah. That bail is for them to be out, out on bail, as they say, to prepare a defense, but not for them to, to run away. So bail is enough money that they can get out and pay it and put up their bail. I guess they only put up a percentage of it. Um, and that they will be there in court, as they say, but they still need time to prepare a defense. I don't have a problem with that. Problem is when you have no bail, you know, so they owe nothing. So there's no reason for them to come back. They're not preparing defense. They're just out. 
They're not out on bail. They're just out. So you have to have some kind of cash bail. You have to have something to hold these people, like collateral for a loan. Huh. You ever know how when a governor is signing the bill like this, the people that are standing around him, they cut them off at the chest so you can't see their faces? Oh, so you can't see the stupid guilty looks on their faces? or Yes, yeah, see who, who they are that support this ridiculousness. When he signed the bill like a Emmett Till memorial, everybody's face is showing. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know where you're looking. It must be a different article. You sent me one, um, I think, from um, – I got one here on Just the News. I haven't, I haven't gone over that one. I'm going over the controversial ones because they're more interesting. <laughs> Here's another one. The series Courier. Non-U.S. citizens can now be police officers. Why? That's C-E-R-E-S Courier. Uh, January 4th, 2023, so it's earlier this year, from Jeff Benzinger, managing editor, who says, oh, that ever pandering to illegal alien governor bars did it again. So this is obviously an Illinois website. Senate Bill 960, no, this might be California. Hang on, we'll see. Yeah, it's California. So here's the other one, California. Senate Bill 960, one of the, one of the new laws he signed and goes into effect as of January 1st, so it's already in effect, allows foreigners to enforce our laws. Yay, now you can be a cop even if you're an illegal alien. The bill is authored by State Senator Nancy Skinner, a berserkly Democrat. That's, I didn't say that. They said that, berserkly Democrat. It allows people who are not citizens or permanent residents of the United States to, become, to be a peace officer. Previously, police officers had to be either U.S. citizens or permanent residents in the process of applying for citizenship. See, I didn't know that. So we talked about that earlier. Can, illegal, can legal immigrants, in other words, what I was, you know, be police officers? Well, I guess if you're applying for citizenship and your citizenship will be granted before you take the oath to be a police officer, I can see that. But that's a timing thing. And if your citizenship is delayed for any reason, you cannot take the oath to serve as a police officer until your citizenship has been officially uh, enacted. Make sense? Not really. Doesn't make sense. Okay. All right. Well, I, and I actually, uh, since you mentioned, I, I think your position is right that immigrants cannot be cannot be applied to be police officers until they become citizens. I think that makes much more sense. Josie's on the line, so I'm just going to play her theme. We'll get right to her, and I'll let her leap right into this conversation. Uh, she's probably been listening a little bit, but we'll find out um, in a minute here. And uh, away we go. She started off as a poor child in Nicaragua living under communism. And now she is a prosperous small businesswoman with a great family, living the dream as an American citizen. Josie Cossey knows all about both worlds, communism and freedom. She knows where your dreams can come alive and where they can die very quickly. And so her report is as much from experience as knowledge, and her passion and crusade are very real. With connections all over Central and South America, Josie brings you the world south of the U.S. border from personal experience, living, not just reporting, what's happening. And now, the Latina Report with Josie Cossey. What great timing. So uh, what do you think of Good a bunch morning. Of Buenos dias, everyone. Buenos dias. Como esta? Aquí. Mi amiga. <laughs> I've been playing with the chickens at 7 o'clock outside. <laughs> I just got back in 15 minutes ago, so I only caught a little bit of what you guys were talking about. 
illegals. Yeah. What are you, a chicken? Are you ready to lay eggs? <laughs> no, I'm a male chicken. I'm a rooster. I crow. <laughs> I don't lay, I crow. No, we don't want any gallitos here because they make too much noise, you know? Gallitos? What's that? Is that Spanish for, for rooster? A rooster. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. The things I learned on the show. Yeah. So basically, we've been uh, sort of going over the whole concept of illegal alien uh, and foreign national police officers. This is this is mm-hmm. insane to us. Um, but I'm curious uh, your take on this. Um, especially, are there any? Is there any recruiting going on uh, in Central America? Saying, "Hey, come to America as an illegal, become a police officer, get established, bring your whole family. You know, bring 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 the uh, everybody. <laughs> you know, come on in, have your anchor babies." I mean, what's going on? With the, you know, I haven't heard about the police officer type, no, but they're always sending flyers to poor neighborhoods, like uh, my grandparents or some of my family members. You know, they're not alive, but a lot of my family members are about uh, from Managua, the city, I would say like uh, 35, 40 minutes away. And there's flyers and going around to come to the United States. You get everything for free, lots of money. So, you know, they encourage people all the time to get out and leave. But so. that's not true. That's not true. I know. That the, the, everything's free and everything's wonderful. This has got to be, and we haven't really talked about this, but this has got to be a shock, you know, to a lot of people because illegal aliens, and rightly so, should not be living in great neighborhoods and, you know, doing well and getting jobs and being prosperous and having kids and having them be American citizens and all this kind of stuff. They, you know, I mean, we, we want these people to have the most miserable life possible, so they leave. Not that I want people to have a miserable life. I just want them to leave, you know, and so I don't wish anybody, you you, you shouldn't have come here. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of videos on TikTok, but mainly TikTok, short videos of a lot of Latinos making videos saying, is this the, is this the rich life you're supposed to live in America? And they show some roofers. Uh, there's your people picking uh, fruit, and, you know, sweating, and one guy uh, fell off the roof. They were talking about that. He slipped and fell. So they say, is this the life you expected in America? You know, so they're making fun. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> to some but of that they were brought uh, to come here. We talked about that. How many people are going home, especially to a, a country that's doing well like El Salvador? It would be great mm-hmm. if people would, would, would go, but this idea that, you know, and why do we want, we don't want the poor of everybody's country. We want them to get an education and, and build up their own country, wherever they are. Yeah. yeah they I, don't do. want, I, want, I don't want everybody's poor. I mean, there's this ridiculous poem on the Statue of Liberty that shouldn't be there anymore. Give us yeah. your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to be free. I don't mind people yearning to be free. I want those people, but I want your productive, your entrepreneurs. You know, your your yeah. uh, hardworking people yearning to be free. I don't want your huddled masses, wretched and poor. No. Doesn't we don't take care of them or do something well, to help that, them? But I, don't, I don't want them here. That's Why what America. That's what America used to do in the past. If you're going to come and prosper, if you're going to be part of the United States, if you're going to help America, if you're not going to depend on the system here, you're welcome mm-hmm. to stay here. Yeah. And you can yeah. apply for your resident. Or you, you know, whatever paperwork you have to do, but you have to sign a letter saying that the government is not going to support you, and uh, that it yeah. should be like that, but not anymore. So, well, and you look at what Ellis here. Island, um, which was like 1880 to 1924, I think. We didn't even have welfare in this country then. It's mostly a, a, a mm-hmm. depression kind of thing. So people came to this country yeah. knowing there was no welfare system. Those are the folks we want. No problem with that. 
Ellis yeah. Island, those, and, and also people don't realize Angel Island on the West Coast in San Francisco Bay was the Asian equivalent mm-hmm. of Ellis Island. We hear about Ellis Island all the time, but you don't hear about Angel Island. An awful lot of Asian folks came here. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and yeah. the same thing, hardworking, you know, wanting to be American, wanting to be part of our culture, bringing their culture with them as everybody does. I don't have a problem with that. You know, that's where we get all yeah. the restaurants from. I'm teasing. So. <laughs> But but well, but this but this idea of, of illegal alien uh, or even foreign national police is irrational. It's insane. You know, it, it's it's like it it's like the biggest insult to Americans. So the government says, and, and I'm, I'm starting. I'm going to write an article after the show. You know, this is what happens when the government chooses the government. They're so yeah. hypocritical. Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, we don't have a government. We don't have a legal government. Go ahead. Well, I wanted to talk about Colombia since I'm on the phone with uh, Marisol's mom and Marisol, you know, my friends from Colombia and uh, yeah. uh, Gustavo Petro, which is the new communist radical left uh, president in Colombia, chosen mm-hmm. by our government. Mm, how about um, that? He's, oh, yeah. He's, uh, he's coming up with so many different things. Now he's, he's trying to uh, deal with the money like making it be worthless like what happened in Venezuela you have to you have to carry a, your money in a wheelbarrow because it's mm-hmm. ridiculous it's mm-hmm. to buy a soda it, it's just out of control so people are in the streets protesting uh in different places in Colombia uh, my girlfriend was telling me uh because they don't want to see their country destroyed you know and uh People have huge banners uh, protesting, uh, saying we want a president, not a criminal in office. <laughs> Sounds like us here. Yeah, we do too. No yeah, I want a president, not a criminal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no more. Out you go. They have huge banners. She sent me a bunch of pictures of the people protesting in the streets, you know, in Colombia. So it's just out of control. And he's also... Uh, doing the same thing the criminals here in, in the United States are doing. Uh, mm-hmm. He's about to release a lot of criminals uh, in jail in Colombia. And people are like freaking out. Why? Why are you going to do this? Because uh, just... it makes terror and people who are afraid are easily controlled. They're bringing in the mm-hmm. illegal police. If you, if you have a terror gang, if you've got a bunch of, uh, uh, of either MS-13 or foreign terrorist mm-hmm. gangs, Arab terrorists, Muslim terrorists, it doesn't matter which terrorists they are, wherever they're from, Chinese terrorists, it doesn't matter. Um, if you've got a bunch of terrorists or you've got gangs controlling your city and the police mm-hmm. are foreign nationals that have no allegiance to this country and no allegiance to the people in it, they're yeah. just collecting a paycheck, and which, most of which is probably going to get sent home anyway. Why, why would you yeah. call them? They're not going to do anything. So... Yeah. So what are people going to do? If you think gun sales were big before <laughs> and ammo sales were big before, you watch now. People are going to be arming themselves yeah. like crazy, and they're going to be arming themselves against the police because the police are you – know, what if the police are working for an MS-13 gang? They're going to be shooting other gang members hmm. you know, for the, for well, the gang that's paying them, right? Well, think about it. Well, tell yeah. me how it works in, in, uh, in, in some of these Central American countries and South American countries. The police are just as corrupt as the gangs, right? As the as the cartels. They are. Yep. So especially in Mexico, the police is so corrupt. Oh my gosh, it's like 
they make the rules. They try to do everything to get your money. And the cartels are really managing the police, not the government, not the president. Um, it, it's uh, it's so corrupt the system in Mexico, especially mm-hmm. in Nicaragua too. But in Nicaragua, they're a little bit more careful because of the Sandinista headhunter over there and his crooked wife and children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the corruption is deep in America, and I truly believe the reason of the mask in America putting the face on the mask is because they were releasing thousands of prisoners, especially in New York City. And uh, one minute, Anthony Crooked Fauci said, no mask, you don't have to wear a mask. And then two weeks later, you have to wear a mask or you're going to die. Uh, it's because mm-hmm. they were allowing to get all these criminals out on the streets, rapists, child molesters, uh, criminals. And they're, they're yeah, and you couldn't identify them. And you couldn't also, identify them because the, yeah, the facial recognition exactly. doesn't the work with a mask. Protect yeah. them because, yeah. yeah. They had. Be, they already had it well organized to loot and destroy all the stores. Mm-hmm. Well, 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 that makes sense. I mean, let me ask planned. you. Well, again, and uh, you know, you it, it all it all is about generating fear. So the government's all about generating fear, so people are more easily controlled. One of the ways you generate fear is you take the guns away, so people can't protect themselves. Another way you generate fear exactly. is is you let illegal aliens into the country, so you have many more criminals. And the next way they're generating fear is to make the police criminals themselves. Because if you have if you have somebody who's an illegal alien serving on a police force, they're a criminal. So mm-hmm. the they can enforce the law is crazy. Well, let me ask you about the Mexican police because I'm kind of curious about that because I think whatever happens there uh, is going to happen here. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're pulled over by Mexican police, do you have to bribe the officer, you know, to get away? I mean, do you yeah. have to pay them? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. You can pay okay. off and get your little merry life gone soon. Depends how much money you're willing to give. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's, so, uh, so the police... It's a corruption. So mm-hmm. here's what I'm thinking. This is extortion, right? So the police... So, so a Mexican illegal um, cartel member becomes a police officer in Chicago. Starts pulling over, you know, whitey, <laughs> for lack of a better term, right? So it starts pulling over what white. they think are rich white people, right? And the police officer, mm-hmm. the illegal Mexican police officer says, okay, well, you know, it looks like you have a taillight out. I can let you go, but, you know, uh, my family needs help. You know, I, I got to support my folks back in Mexico. If you would make a contribution, you know, maybe I'll, I'll look the other way on your, uh, on your ticket. Otherwise, I'll give you, a, you know, I have to arrest you. <laughs> I mean, I can just see that happening, right? <laughs> I don't Why not? know. Why not? You know, white, white, well, you know, and, and, and rich liberal day. whitey Absolutely. is gonna is gonna yeah. pay the corrupt uh, police officer, right? Because they don't want to be inconvenienced. Yeah, they're uh, they're corrupt in this country to the bone, like never before. It's mm-hmm. just it's just so bad. Look at a team of lawyers in Miami. They're making all these fake driver's license. Which, by the way, this guy that we know, he got busted uh, with no license, no license plate, no registration, nothing. So they, he showed, he showed to the police a picture of his driver's license on his phone that he was about to buy for 300 bucks, but he never got it. So they're fining him $9,000, which they don't have. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he was in jail and the family could not get him out. And uh, he's a hard worker and I know he is, but he's doing all the stuff illegally here. So they, I think immigration just, 
took him out of jail, so I don't know if they're going to do the catch and release to get him out of prison, but I'll find uh-huh. out and uh, keep you up to date with that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I want a picture of a fake ID. Can you can you get a picture of, a, of what a fake ID, driver's license looks like? He showed it to me. I don't know if I can get it. but uh, Okay, well, it's fine. I'm just asking. Uh, you know, I mean, you can't always do everything I ask. I ask, I ask really impossible you things, know, but that's part of the, the fun. Uh, the trick, <laughs> yeah. the uh-huh. trick what they're doing, this uh, people, lawyers, whoever's involved, I don't know. There's a lawyer, but I don't think they're lawyers. Who knows? I don't know. But there's so much corruption in big cities. Right. So what happens is uh, uh, they wanted for him to send the money through cell because they didn't have PayPal. Cell. And then after they send all the information to him and all that, they change their mind and they say, oh, no, we cannot do the cell. What you have to do is go to Walmart, buy a gift card, and just send the gift card. Mm-hmm. $300 yeah. is going to be bye-bye. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, but anyway, yeah. so that's the scam that they're doing to their own people. So that's mm-hmm. that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and this is why I say we're, we're importing corruption, uh-huh. which is pretty scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what else, what, what else did you want to say? I wanted to, I don't know if I share it with you. Uh, one of my uh, friends from church, she's about 80 years old now. Mm-hmm. And I believe uh, the vaccines have given her so much dementia. She's forgetting everything and all that. Very but bottom line is she was, yep, she was, no, it is happening. And I know it's happened to my husband's beekeeper mentor. They're, they're already from one minute to the next. He's like, he doesn't even know who he is. Uh, anyway, my friend, that lady, she was shopping at Walmart. And you know how a lot of older folks, they have those purses and they leave them on the shopping cart because they're so used to keeping the purse in the shopping cart because it wastes a ton. And mm-hmm. then they go grab tomatoes or grab some eggs or whatever. Meanwhile, somebody's walking away with your wallet, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what happened to her. And it's happening mm-hmm. to so many. Wow. Uh, so somebody left with her with her wallet, and she's panicking, no wallet and all that. And uh, apparently, uh, the crooks came to her house because they oh. had the address with her ID. Right, exactly. Yeah. So they came to her house and uh, left the empty wallet in her bedroom. <laughs> so they oh, that's got a in. message. That how they get in? That is. Oh, because they have the Crazy. keys in the purse, right? Yeah. So that's a message. That's that's saying we can touch you anytime we want. No, we they didn't out. have a key. They just took the wallet, Greg. Because what happened is she always leaves the garage a little bit open, and she doesn't close it all the way. So they just got in with no problem. They didn't need oh, no see. keys. They just lifted the garage so door? So they left it in the bedroom. Wait a minute. The story gets juicy here. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's pretty bad already. All right, go ahead. I know. It's bad. So this lady's panicking, like, how in the world did they bring my – and it was empty, the wallet, of course. Oh, sure. um, but then the, the next day, uh, they um, they call and they force her. I don't know how can you force somebody over the phone. She should have hung up. They forced her uh, to – and it was her home number, I guess, because she likes to use her home number more than herself. Right. Old-fashioned. And uh, – so they called her and told her that they needed for her to go get $7,000 out of her bank account. And they yeah, were threatening yeah, her life and everything. 
Yep, yep. Yeah, yep. they did. And she mm-hmm. went to the bank, and they told her to go to a food spot near her and to drop the money in this machine. And and, and what happens is her phone was transferred to a call forward, so the phone calls were coming or going to their phone number. Like, they did that to me in, in my store one time, actually, the crooks. Really? Uh, bottom line is there's no police report, there's nothing, but she was calling, and when she was calling, the phone calls were going to these people's phone number. I don't know. It's confusing. Bottom line is I said, do you have a police report? Maybe I can help you to go through your account and all that. And uh, she says, no, I don't have no police report, but I did call them, but they never came. So it's a mess. It's a mess with a lot of older folks right now. So How do you I find if, you're, if your phone's been, uh, been, been, you know, jammed? No one has my phone. It's always in my possession, but I'm just wondering how you well, would find what happened, out. What, what happened, I didn't know. What happened is uh, a couple of black men came to my store, and mm-hmm. they asked my girl if they can use the phone, right? And she allowed them. This is uh, five years ago, so right. Uh, they used the phone, and what they were doing, they were transferring the phone calls. To, so when the phone rings to Ruth Uniform Shop, they will pick it up. So they stole our Ruth Uniform identity with a check, and they went yep. to Publix. So when Publix called to verify that that check came from Ruth Uniform Shop, they answered the phone call. And they did that to three publics in our area here in Pensacola, and they stole quite a bit of money. Uh, so I don't know if they got arrested or no, but I never heard anything about it. So it's crazy. But that's how they do it. They borrow your phone, and they transfer the calls to their phone number. Well, sure. What they can but, do is uh, they can then, never, they can then uh, get credit card numbers from customers. Oh, sure, you can buy that. Just get your credit card number, and then they charge. Then they have your credit card number and ID. Then they charge. Uh, they get the security code. Then they use it to buy stuff uh, on your credit card. That's how. That's what happened. I your customers know, probably I, lost money. Yeah. So where would you get? I'm, but the I'm police for figured out what happened right away. You know, so we transfer yeah. the phone back. So it was a mess. Gosh. But uh, so I encourage a lot of uh, older women to go grocery shopping. Do not leave your purse unattended. I keep telling a lot of the ladies at the church, buy a small purse when you go shopping and just put it around your neck, you know, just hang it. You know, that way it's with you at all times, right by your hand. Don't be leaving your purse in the shopping cart. And see, the American way is like way back in the old days. We used to leave our doors unlocked. We didn't have to worry about locking our doors. Not anymore. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. You cannot do yeah. that because uh, the illegals will come in or thief or whoever and then take advantage of your children, your life, and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is crazy. It is crazy, but, but it's, a, it's a moral decay. It's a moral decline. You know, I was just looking at my phone. I found where it has call forwarding, and it's off, <laughs> you know, so no one's got my phone number, which I was kind of curious about there that. You but you, you yeah. look at the, 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 the biggest problem is the moral decline. You know, you, and in fact, we we're talking about this with, with Mike Clinch when he was on. We're doing uh, climate change, global warming, mm-hmm. UFOs, and a bunch of stuff on Friday, and hopefully get him back this Friday. Um, but we're talking mm-hmm. about, uh, you know, there was this famous meme going around that the biggest problems in the 1950s in school was chewing gum, talking in line, not using the waste paper basket, things like that. Those are the problems. <laughs> those are the dis- those I are got the in trouble problems, right? with the paper basket. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly, right? And yeah. so, and then they went Absolutely. to the 90s. And, 
Yeah, and then they went to the 90s and the problems were teenage suicide, drug addiction, you know, gang violence, murder. You know? mm-hmm. and, and so we have, and it's only been like 40 years difference from the 50s to the 90s. So the, the biggest problem we face is a moral decline. It's a lack of God. It's a lack of, lack of parents. It's a lack of everything. It's a separation of people from, you know, good. In, in other words, it's okay not mm-hmm. to be good anymore. You know, the, there was a time in the 30s, uh, the reason we had the Civilian Conservation Corps, the CCC, and the WPA, the Works Progress Administration, uh, to give all these jobs to people is because they didn't take welfare. It was unheard of. Mm-hmm. You, you can't, you yeah. can't give people money for nothing, right? So they created these, the these work things. Which, 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 yeah. I mean, they did some good work. They created national parks. They built a lot yeah. of buildings, a lot of cabins, a lot of, a lot of really good stuff was done. But the point was, people would not accept money for not doing work. Well, today, they live for it. Today, it's like, of course, I'll take money for not doing work. In fact, they'll come here from any country in the world to not work. But that's a moral decline. That's a moral problem. So what we're facing is a moral crisis of being good is not a virtue anymore. You know, people don't look to, people don't think about, yeah, they don't think about being good. If you're a corrupt police officer, you're not, you're not a good person. You know, if you're a bad parent or if you're cheating or if you're, uh, you know, committing even little minor crimes, you know, all these kind of things that people do, um, you're not a good person anymore. You know, if you allow, if you, if you allow evil, if you don't, you know, I was talking about this earlier with Pianchi. If you, if you don't say that there is no Biden administration, there is no President Biden, uh, there is a coup. There is an illegal government occupying our federal government right now. If you, if you say President Biden, you're accepting the coup. Well, that's accepting mm-hmm. evil. And so we've got a whole population that's accepting evil. They accepted masks. Yeah. They accepted social distance. They accepted the jab. But but it's all backfiring. Now here's here's a question for you. I was thinking of too. You know the 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 elites. I think they thought everybody was going to get the the COVID shot. But as it turns out, us independent people, we resisted. We refused to get it, even at the cost of our jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, at the cost of all mm-hmm. kinds of different things. You know, I have a, I have a part time job, but and uh, there, if they but had tried, quite a bit of people took the shots, though. Right, it's but they're the sad. compliant ones. Okay, so they're the compliant ones. So look at so if you look at per, I'm talking about just in terms of personality, right? So the people mm-hmm. that resisted, folks like you and me, right? We're strong. We know who we are. You know, we've got God. We've got we've got morals. We've got just standards. We've got principles. You know, and we value the good, and we value our independence and value our freedom. That's where we came here. Now, compared mm-hmm. to the compliant, yeah. the compliant ones, the ones that said, the government says I have to do it, the ones that are living in fear, the ones that don't want to make waves, that don't want to challenge, you know, that, uh, you know, people say, well, I had to do it to keep my job. Well, why did you have to keep your job? Well, you got a family to feed. Okay, well, then why don't you talk to your family and see if there's a job that doesn't require you to risk and, death, and, you know? And, I mean, and you know, Greg? Uh-huh. A lot of the, a lot of the, the nurses, they go, well, I have to keep my job. I said, but what's a job if you're not going to be around? Yeah. And I hate to say that, but I sell it because I sell it like it is. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I tell people, uh, you need to detach now. There might be a chance for you to survive. Oh, well, we're all going to die anyway. Besides, we need control population. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah, wait a minute. That's that's resignation. That's they're denial. That's, they're, they're giving up. They're not thinking. I don't understand. And then I met a guy from Canada when I was buying a bunch of plants. 
-hmm. And he said, oh, I'm from Michigan. I said, oh, the radical state with a criminal mayor that you have. He said, what? (laughs) What are you talking about? Yeah, that criminal. He said, no way. We love her. And I was like, I thought he was kidding me. I really (laughs) thought he was kidding me, but he was not. He was serious. I just walked away. I said, so what are you doing here? Oh, he told me that he hates Ron DeSantis. So what are you doing here if you hate the the conservative uh, life that we have here? And that's why you're moving back because you destroy where you live. Yeah. It, it's just they don't think. They really don't think. I'm just tired of all these people moving here and hating Ron DeSantis. So Ron well, DeSantis is going to continue being our Governor, yeah. no problem. Florida's, yeah, Florida's always been kind of a, a flip-flop state. There's always been a lot of uh, liberals here because they come here on vacation from the Northeast. But there's also been a lot of conservatives, yeah. of, of real Southerners. And so our particular area is full of real conservatives, real Southerners. You know, and, uh, mm-hmm. and so that makes a difference. But, you, you know, you've traveled, you lived in Miami, you know, or South Florida. Yeah. South Beach or whatever the yeah. place is. You know, it's, it's all, they're all like, uh, you know, uh, from New Jersey. I mean, you walk down the street, hey, what are you doing? You having a good day? Yeah, let's get some coffee. Let's talk. That's Florida? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've been here for like 10 years now. It's been great. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's uh, nothing against New Jersey, but if, if you want to believe in, in, you know, leftist socialist fascism, stay there. Don't come here. Or come here like mm-hmm. I did and like you did. Well, you came from a different country, but I, I came here from uh, California. And so, have you always mm-hmm. lived in Florida? What since you got in the United States, or did you live in other states? I'm just uh, curious. I was in Washington D.C., uh, about a mile away from the Pentagon. Now it's called yeah, Crystal really City. State. Very rich, yeah. very rich, expensive now. Oh, Crystal City. Oh yeah, uh, it's all glass and lights. My house it's, where it's, I grew yeah. up, uh, a little bit there for a few years, is still there. Uh, hmm. They haven't bought that area yet. Um, and then I moved to Chile for two years. Mm-hmm. And then I was uh, about a year and a half or so in Peru, and then back to uh, uh, San Diego just for a couple of weeks, and then moved back to uh, D.C. again, and then back to Miami. So I was in Miami for 36 years or so. Yeah, so mostly Florida. Years. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. So I've I've lived around. Have you traveled much to the United States? Because it's really different depending on where you go. I know just about all the states of the United States except Alaska and Hawaii. Yeah. yeah, and I, I I've love been both of those states. Yeah, okay, so then you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but is, is it, now I've lived in three places, all very different: um, Massachusetts, um, California, mm-hmm. and and Florida. Uh, and so I don't move mm-hmm. often, but I move I move big. <laughs> so you know, um, junior high, high school, and college in Massachusetts, twenties, uh, thirties, and forties, and some fifties. You know, and then I moved here. Um, about 30 years in California, and then I, so like you're 30 years in Miami. Uh, California was great, mm. but, you know, it's, it's changed. It, it, when it changed, and... Uh, it used to be like, so beautiful, California. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. When I got there in the 80s, and this is, this is really sad uh, for folks that remember real California, you know, like surfing California, like mm-hmm. adventurous California, like beautiful California. Um, the one thing I loved mm-hmm. about that was different from New England, when I got, I got there in 1984, right? And so when I got to California, what I loved about it over, over New England was that it didn't matter who you were or where you were from. They really judged you on what you could do. Uh, whereas in New England, you know, it was, you know, which Italian family, which Irish family, which black family, which, uh, you know, mm-hmm. how Catholic are you? I mean, it was like, it was Europe. It was very much of a class-oriented, uh, race-oriented, and very, um, 
uh, but mostly mostly a, a, a nationality oriented. Are you Irish American? Are you Italian American? Are you mm-hmm. African American? Are you are you Asian? I mean, we had a big Chinatown, so are you Asian American? You know, and so, but it was much, mm-hmm. it was very much divided up, like Europe is, nationality and class. Yeah. You know, you lower class, middle class, upper class, et cetera, et cetera. California, when I got there, didn't matter. Rich, poor, didn't matter. I mean, you had the richest folks, you know, wearing uh, t-shirts and jeans. You know, and they really treated you as an individual. And this is what I loved about California. That changed when the left took over. They stopped being that way. Yeah. It went to, you know, a politically correct, class-based, ideologically based uh, society. It started in Berkeley at the University of California, and it spread all over the state. And it was terrible. But when I got there, they didn't think that way. So California could be again, hopefully the way it used to be. We had boring so. Republican governor. Go ahead. What are you going to say? It will be back. I believe uh, in a couple of years, things will be back to normal to the United States or sooner. Um, yeah. well, it's not going to be exactly like we're going through now. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of people say, oh, we're never going to go back to normal. What is normal? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, we're gonna you make you it never better. go exactly back. But that doesn't mean it can't be good. I mean, we can have a, a new future that's very different. As long as it's got freedom and independence and limited government, I, I don't care what it looks like exactly, you know, because it's never going to look exactly as it was. Technology's changed. People have changed. Things have changed. But yeah. if we can institute yeah. freedom, you know, we get to – this is why I'm curious to hear from Brianna when she comes back from Patriot Academy. And we get the latest on people, oh, the, she's young kids. Vacation? She no, she's, uh, Patriot yeah. Academy. It's that thing she talked about last week. Oh, Do you remember where okay. all the kids are legislators? Yeah, so we'll find yeah, out. Yeah. Uh, we'll find out what's going on with that. But there's hope for that. And, and uh, like I say, I try to contact Turning yeah. Point again, see if they can connect with us. But here's a question for you: We're all waiting for Trump. We we know Trump's going to, you know, with a lot of hard work and and uh, some really good election stuff, Trump's going to win the election. But he won't be back in office till January 20th of 2025. That's almost two years away. We've got the rest of 2023. Now we're in August, so we're over halfway. So halfway through 2023, we've got the entire of 2024 until November mm-hmm. before the election. And then we've got the transition all the way until January of 2025. Well, how much damage mm-hmm. can the Marxists do in their illegal government between now and January of 2025? See, everybody's waiting for Trump. I think that that's a mistake because they're doing so much damage on, on a regular basis. We, we really need to defund the left and stop the left now. Trump should be organizing campaigns now. Should be coordinating with Congress so now. What, coordinating so with the Republicans now. Mm-hmm. What was your question? Oh, uh, my question is, do you see this as I see it? That it's a mistake to wait for Trump because they're doing so much damage. You already know my answer to that. Well, it's a rhetorical <laughs> question. Yeah, obviously. I, I do. But I ask, I ask questions like that all the time. I mean, a lot of my questions are, are predetermined answers. I mean, that's why I ask them. But uh, yeah, but well, I see I see people waiting too much. I'm not I'm not picking on you on this, and I didn't think of that until just now. But I think overall, yeah, yeah. The, Republic, the Republican Party, the conservatives, activists—they're all saying, "Hey, it's okay. Doesn't matter how bad it gets with 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 Brandon, because Trump's going to come back, you know, in 2025 and fix everything." That's too much responsibility on Trump. Not enough responsibility taken by us. But I see these folks. What I'm thinking is. Well, here's here is a question. Do you see them racing to do as much damage as they possibly can before Trump comes back in 2025? Of course, that's what they're planning to do. They're trying to get away with so much garbage. 
also you see the tra- the trains being derailed and all that. They're stealing a lot of the uh, the chemicals. They're up to no good. There's something big coming. Uh, my personal opinion, I don't think we're going to have a 2024 election. That, that's my opinion, okay. uh, which I can avoid anyway, so it's okay. Uh, so, no, we have to fix 2020 before we continue with a 2024 election. No. Well, we, Mike Lindell's got go. something coming up this month. He's got some big plan for the elections. It's actually not that hard to do to fix elections. You, you go to paper ballots, you get rid of the voting machines, you yeah. have, uh, you know, you have hand counts, you videotape the counters. In fact, this is all in Diane's bill. Diane Warner, our election reporter. Uh, she's been busy, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to get her back on. But, um, you know, and you, you bond the counters and you videotape them. And then, of course, my addition is that all voter registrations expire midnight, December 31st. Everybody re-registers, just mm-hmm. like your car. Mm-hmm. You know, our vote is more valuable mm-hmm. than our car in terms of our rights. Yeah. So why shouldn't you uh, register every year? And just like your car, if nothing changes, if your address is the same and your citizenship and everything else about you, your name is the same, phone number is the same, you haven't changed anything, yeah, you just do it online. But if you're new to a county, mm-hmm. if you're new to a residence, if, if anything has changed, then you have to appear in person and verify your citizenship yeah. and say who you are. Well, you, don't, you, you think you own your car, but you don't know it. As soon as you find that, as soon as you find signing that title and all that, uh, it's the government's. Uh, property, not yours. So the American people been lied with everything, everything, and I mean everything. So I truly believe that Donald Trump will be our 19th president. So there is not going to be an election for 2024, and we're going to fix our system. Our money will change. A lot of stuff will change. So they're working on it very hard, and it's taking time, but. Uh, I like I said, I just have to be patient about it, and I'm I'm impatient. You know, mm-hmm. I want everything done now, but it's it's in their time and not my time. Everything has been well organized from years ago. What's going to happen? So that's what my husband keeps telling, honey. Just be patient. They got it under control. So that's that's all I can say on that. You know. Call me but skeptical. I wanted to share with you, Pee uh, <laughs> Wee Herman. I don't know if oh, you know yeah, if Herman died. Yeah, I heard about that, but and so I know he, he had some controversy. He did some really perverted thing, but uh, tell me about Pee Wee Herman. What's, uh, what's going on? 70 years old. They said that he died of cancer, but, you know, he's probably fully vaccinated. Uh, yeah, my pastor in Miami, excellent, excellent pastor. I learned so much with him uh, uh-huh. when I first became a Christian. Uh, I believe he took double vaccine, and I'm not sure if he did a booster, but he had a little bit of illness, so now cancer is with a full force. They did 20 chemo radiation. Oh. 20. That's, I'm surprised he's still alive, walking. I mean, he's not walking right now, but he's very ill. I think well, they were going to put him chemo, in hospital, but I don't know if they did or not. Yeah, in order to, so chemo to work. Chemo almost kills you. I mean, it kills yeah. the cancer, but it almost kills you. Chemo is to kill you, yes. So why my would you Filipino do that? Girlfriend, uh, Greg, my Filipino girlfriend, uh, she used to work in the uh, 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 cancer unit, one of the local hospitals for years. Mm-hmm. Right. And she told me, you know, Josie, all this chemo and all that is just to suck up your money. That's all that it is. And mm-hmm. to kill you. They know you're going to die. 
but they keep convincing you that one more round will take care of it. And they know that you're going to die because I worked there for years, she goes, and I know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, Greg, there's a, there's a solution for cancer, like Dr. Judy Mikovic talks about it. Uh, she cured herself. Uh, there's a, well, you know, the pilot from my church, David. Uh, oh, David Trombley. He's, he's been on the show a bunch of yeah, times. He yeah, he cured himself. Uh, he's a friend of mine. So he has a book called Grounded and, and Cured. He cured bone cancer. Yeah. Bone cancer. Yeah. Without chemo. Yeah. yeah. So if I get cancer, he's the first person I'm calling. Judy Mikovits is the second. Exactly. Yep. And one of my friends uh, here locally, that he's a pastor, mm-hmm. he's been with cancer. And I tried to guide him to, to David and all these other uh, home remedies and mm-hmm. chlorine dioxide is excellent for cancer. And uh, he's not listening. And he just had bone marrow. And he's been almost dead with all these chemos. And he looked like a walking dead person. And uh, <clears throat> anyway, he walked in here. I didn't even know who he was. Uh, and my Filipino girlfriend, she cured her husband from prostate cancer mm-hmm. with chlorine dioxide. Within six months, he's cancer-free in the prostate, her husband. And she said that's How, how do they do it? Uh, chlorine dioxide, is that something uh, you drink, something you, you take a shot? Is it a pill? Do, is it a vitamin? Drugs. What is it? Yeah, okay. I have it. I have it. And, my husband and I take it every day because we're around all these vaccinated people that they're shedding the vaccine, right. and it is real. I know some oh, yeah. people don't believe it, but it is real. Oh, I'm shedding is definitely all day long real. With a lot of these vaccinated yeah. nurses, you know, they come oh. in here. But they're not getting but boosters the chlorine dioxide. Uh, when's the last time people, the boosters have been around for a couple for a year now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the chlorine dioxide, uh, it's excellent. It's only like $38 and something cents plus shipping. That's it. And uh, there's a video I can share with you. Even remember uh, uh, the bionic woman, Lindsay Wagner? Lindsay Wagner, yeah. She's been taking it. She's been taking it. And then there's another lady. She said she had herpes and she was taking the chlorine dioxide for something else. And it took her herpes away, which... Usually herpes, you cannot cure herpes, she was saying. And uh, she's huh. cured. And then there's a guy with a face uh, nasty. It almost looked like leprosy on his right cheek of his face for years. And within eight weeks, his face is like brand new. It, it is amazing what this thing does. And it's healthy. And Donald Trump, that's what he took when he went in with COVID to the hospital. Uh-huh. Chlorine dioxide. Within two days, it was like brand new. Okay, here's what I've got here. It's a, it's a gas. Really... So here's WebMD. This is what, hmm? the, what the official source says. It says from WebMD, it says chlorine dioxide is a gas used in very small quantities to disinfect water. It is a disinfectant similar to bleach and is unsafe when used in large amounts. Well, of course, everything is unsafe when used don't, in large don't amounts. Don't read that because they don't want you to know. No. There's doctors in California using uh-huh. uh, the chloride, the chloride uh, in curing cancer. Uh, they have to minister that through IVs, but you can take the drops at home, and that's what we're doing. My husband takes three drops uh, of each bottle, A and B, uh, every day. 
Okay, and, well, uh, this, my this is interesting. Yeah, go ahead. Well, here's mm-hmm. what it says here. It says the US FDA, of course we don't trust them, has warned consumers mm-hmm. to avoid chlorine to avoid chlorine dioxide supplement products due to the risk for serious safety issues and death. Well they said about hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. <laughs> so it's just, yeah, it, they're it, criminals. It, it's in that same ballpark. It's like, well, don't use this, it might help you. Yeah. So you do the opposite. When they say do not, that's when you do the opposite. Because they're criminals, they don't want you to get cured. Uh-huh. And uh, you should see this video. It is amazing, amazing how many people have get cured, and it is curing cancer. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to see if I can rush it to Miami, but nobody's answering the phone, and I'm trying to reach my pastor, and I don't know. The, the sad part is that most Americans are well-trained since a child to trust your doctor. And that's the problem, because they trust the doctor, and there's many doctors that are criminals. Together, they're working together with the CDC and the FDA. They're not well, there know to they're... help you. They're there for yeah. your money. Yeah, we don't trust them. Well, here's you something know? interesting. This is this is from uh, the website, the Universal Antidote, and it says it's got it's a free book, and the book is the Universal Antidote. Interact. Uh, it says the science and story of chlorine dioxide. So here we go. So uh, and it says the Universal Antidote documentary, the science and st- I'll, I'll post this mm-hmm. on your on your messenger. The science and story of chlorine dioxide. NASA, the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, proclaimed it a universal antidote in 1987. Since that time, <laughs> thousands have recovered from illness using the substance, and now many physicians and scientists are saying it is powerfully effective for many applications. There you go. So yeah. So the, gee, that's a little bit of contrast from the. FDA, which says it'll cause serious injury and death, of or serious death FDA, and injury. Look, look at how, look at how many people been murdered if they come up with a solution to cure cancer. Everybody right. dies. They kill them. Yeah. Because they don't want the cure. Because if if you stop uh, people uh, from having cancer, there's no money. Right. Yeah. And uh, if people want to find out more about this, this KV, as in Victor, KV Lab. Go check it out. Order it. It's, uh, it's only uh, like less than $40. And let me tell you, it is amazing. If you have a sore throat, within two, three days, you're like brand new. It is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my friends, her face is full of pimples all the time, you know. And now she's been uh, diluting it because there's instruction on how to do all this. And she's been putting it in her face. And her face looks so clear. It is amazing. It does smell like bleach, but it is not bleach. It doesn't. No, chlorine, well, bleach is, I mean, it's chlorine bleach, but that's a different atom. That's a different molecule. It is. So So we do take it every day. Yeah. Marco says he, he worked at a company that used to make chlorine dioxide. And bleach is a byproduct. Yeah. So bleach might be derived from it, but bleach is a, is a very toxic cleanser. I don't like bleach. I don't like the smell of it. I don't like anything to do with it. I don't wash my clothes in it. I don't want it anywhere around. So it's just, it's yeah. just, it's dangerous stuff. So but it's yeah. KV Lab. Check it out. Order okay. it. If, if men are listening, it will, you will not have prostate cancer if you're taking these drops. And it's simple to take the drops. Like I said, you can start with three drops, A and B, and uh, half a cup of distilled water, 
mm-hmm. and just drink it on an empty stomach early in the morning, and then later on before you eat. Are you still there? 45 minutes to an hour in your system, and yeah. it's excellent, excellent. Uh, oh. One of my Peruvian girlfriends uh, just ordered a bunch of it to take to Peru to her vaccinated family in Peru because in Peru, vaccines were mandatory, and so is Puerto Rico. So mm-hmm. I have a lot of people taking this now, you know. So what I does mean, it do for uh, does it help with the blood clots? Recommended because it... I'm not a doctor. Right. Does it help with the blood what? clots or does it do anything with the myocarditis? What, what does it help? It will, ha- it will help you with everything in your system to clear everything. But uh, the blood clots, uh, I will say uh, plenty of ivermectin. But this is like this Filipino nurse, RN, she's the one that recommended this because mm-hmm. her brother, in, in, uh, I don't know if he's in the United States, he was dying, and the doctor said, there's nothing we can do. Go home and die. So she sent this to her sister-in-law, and the sister-in-law gave him 24 drops of each. She goes, oh, my God, what the heck are you doing? Are you crazy? Mm-hmm. But the guy was, like, alive within two days of taking the drugs. Mm-hmm. And the doctor said, there's nothing we can do no more. And, and then uh, well, there's nothing the they can system. do according to their directives from their their masters in the government protocol office. So they're limited. Western medicine, when they say there's nothing you can do, that's there's nothing they can do. Doesn't mean there's nothing can be done. So there's a big difference between there's nothing they can exactly. do and You're there's right. nothing that can be done. There's all kinds of things that can be done. You know, and I don't really worry about cancer because, you know, I eat pretty clean stuff. I don't have a, you know, I don't really have a, a processed food, you know, exercise, fresh air. And my lifestyle, this is, this is probably the least stress life I've ever had, even though I do a three-hour radio show every day. And there's an enormous, you know, amount to putting, to making, to pulling that off every day. But it, it, to me, it's not stressful. It's kind of fun, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because I'm in control of, of what I do. I'm in control of my destiny. And so because of that, there's a freedom in that. And that's I think what you freedom, think. God is in control of your destiny, not well, you. Well, yeah, that's true, too. You yeah, can, But in other words, you can I, make I, as far as all you want, but God has a plan. He has a full picture of the puzzle. You only have little pieces of the puzzle. You don't have oh, a that's, clue. That's true. But I'm, anyway, I'm, not equa- I'm not equating myself with God, but what I'm saying. But, uh, but all right, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I know what you're saying. I know what you mean. In, in Greg, man world. I don't have, thought, a, I don't have a, a man world boss. I don't have an yeah. earth world boss. I mean, God, obviously, mm-hmm. but I don't have, I yeah, don't, I don't have to answer to uh, Salem or Sirius or iHeart. Mm-hmm. I don't have to answer any of these big radio syndicates. I don't have to answer uh, to the people that bought WBY. Of course they fired me, <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah. I don't have to answer to anybody in terms of radio. So we have ultimate. Now, mm-hmm. And here's the thing too. I don't think we talk enough about you have your own business. You're independent. Okay, you're not a, a district manager. You're not a part of a large mm-hmm. corporation. You don't have to wear a uniform. They're not dictating to you. You sell uniforms, which is kind of interesting, but you don't have to wear exactly. one. You know, you, you could have a monogram shirt. I do shirt, wear them. Know. I love to wear them. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I can different. show the but, new latest out. But before I lose my thought on that cancer yes, that there's nothing they can do, my thought is that there's nothing they can do after they suck up all your money with all the chemos and they want you to go home and die. That's mm-hmm. what they say. There's nothing we can do anymore for you. All you can do is go home and die. So there is a lot you can do. Like my Filipino girlfriend, they, they brought back to life the men that they sent home to die. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, and this is what they're doing to my pastor in Miami. They said, there's nothing yeah. they can do anymore for you. They're done everything because they did all the 20 chemos on him. I'm surprised. I, I'm just upset about it that they went this far. But, and well, I how do you know the chemo isn't killing him? You know, as dangerous as chemo is, maybe the chemo is more dangerous than the cancer. That's what's killing you, the chemo. Yeah. It killed all his immune system completely, completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's sad. But that's um, that's where we at. It's all about the money. Look at all the doctors. Uh, some of the doctors in the area, some, not all, mm-hmm. getting a $3,500 check uh, to keep hush about all that is going on. And some of the nurses are getting $1,200 check. Uh, to keep hush also what they have seen. Yeah. A lot of them have quit. Some of the nurses that I have talked to have quit. They said they cannot, they cannot handle this at the time. This nurse was telling me that she could see the patient through the glass all alone, two nurses on the whole floor. I wanted to go help. She said, that's, that's what I'm a nurse. She says, I'm a nurse. I want to help. And they said, no, because you're not a COVID unit, because they didn't want for her to know what they were up to. That's what she told me. So she quit one of the local hospitals. So some of the nurses are really, really disappointed, really. Uh, some of the nurses are saying, I'm so upset because the day after or two days after, I was forced to get the vaccine in order for me not to lose my job. Ron DeSantis says, you don't have to get the vaccine. It's not ob- obligated anymore. So it's just well, a lot law of people. Says that. The, 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 I haven't, I haven't read it for a while, but we've got the federal. Let me pull it up. I haven't. Uh, I should do this. I, I had this uh, question come mm-hmm. up a little bit ago, but um, accept or refuse a vaccine. Okay, so for anybody that wants to know, and I post this a bunch of times, I did it more so during 2020 when COVID came out. Uh, the federal law is 21 U.S. Code Section 360 BBB. Dash three mm-hmm. authorization for medical products, subpart E conditions of authorization, subpart one unapproved products, subject part A required conditions, subpart little two or two I's dotted appropriate conditions designed to ensure that individuals to whom the product is administered are informed. So, in other words, what this says is you must be informed of part three of the option to accept or refuse administration of the product of the consequences if any of refusing administration of the product and of the alternatives to the product hydroxychloroquine ivermectin uh that's not stated there mm-hmm. but that's what it, that's what they're saying right that are available and of their benefits and risks so in other words the the covid government program was illegal 21 u.s code section 360 bbb-3 authorization for medical products so in other words, this was the, the conditions. It was an unapproved product. It was authorized under an emergency, but it was unapproved. So the required conditions for an unapproved product are that you must be informed of your option to accept or refuse administration of the product. So those mandates were illegal. And if anybody, everybody should have carried, this is why I published this a long time ago. They all should have carried a copy in their pocket. Mm-hmm. 20, 21 U.S. Code 360 oh, yeah. BBB-3. So look, you cannot require this. I can refuse it. Here, it's in federal law, and I'm going to sue your ass if you try and make me take it. But, uh, now, if, if people had that and used it, they wouldn't be in this mess. But what about, uh, but what about some of these hospitals that they have their own corporation? 
Well, Can no, it, it, it's, it's federal law. Mercy? No, it's, it, this isn't a government. This is federal law. Federal law says you cannot be required. By law, okay. By law, you cannot be required to take an unapproved product unless you want to, unless you're fully informed, unless you're informed of the consequences and you're informed of the alternatives, which means they had to tell you about hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and other alternatives to the COVID shot for COVID. Had to tell mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. It's right there in federal law. Now, they violated federal law. We all know that. But what I'm saying is that there was a way to fight all those mandates. Now, I had a part-time job. I still do. And I, I told the boss, I said, look, if you ever try a mandated vaccine with me, I'm out the door. It's just that's, that's non-negotiable. There you that's, go. that's a given. And yep. I never did. He says, well, I've decided you know, not to, to mandate this. I said, great. And the company didn't either. I'm not going to mention who they are. But they decided not to do it either. Yeah. Uh, so there was no. But uh, they did try and make me wear a mask, at which point I laughed. I actually wore a blue mask for about five minutes. <laughs> yeah, just you out of curiosity. One here. <laughs> yeah, I, so I wore one for five minutes. And I don't know what chemicals are in it, but uh, I, I went up to the boss. I said, boss, I'm going to throw up on your, on your shirt right now. This mask has a chemical in it that uh, is causing me to throw up. I said, watch, here it comes. Yeah. And he backed away. <laughs> oh, my said, God. Guess what? I'm not wearing a blue mask again. He says, yeah, you're right. Okay, fine. <laughs> that was the end of that. But, yeah, five minutes. Five minutes. And I'm, literally, whatever chemicals are in it. Now, how many people you know, also felt like they were going to throw up with whatever chemicals are in those blue paper masks? I wasn't going to wear it anyway. I, actually, I was, I, actually yeah. one of the ladies was telling me that, that she felt dizzy, nausea, and she started throwing up. So her boss says, well, you don't have to wear it anymore. She really did, though, this old yeah, lady. Yeah, I, I almost she did. I mean, I took the mask off before I threw up. Yeah, but I would have. Five more minutes, I would have yeah. just spewed right all over him. And I would have made sure to hit him, too, because really? he was the one that made me do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Oh. Hey. Well... We just have to stand for our rights, and um, uh-huh. we have to we have to do that. It only takes one person to stand and speak out. And a lot of people go, "Yeah, but I'm only one person." Well, don't talk like that. Get yeah. other people involved. You know, everybody's only one person. And, uh, I had to make a bumper sticker. Lot- Everybody is only one person. <laughs> you know, so yeah. so now what? Now what are you gonna do? We're all one person. Sad. Yeah. Um. What I wanted to tell you, um, I've been getting a lot of reports from Cuba since I talk all the time with Ooh. Cuba. Yes, what's going on? There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of young people uh, getting pregnant and having miscarriage from the vaccine because everybody was obligated to get it, like it or mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the girls that I that she's a friend of mine, young girl. She just got married last year. Now she's pregnant, and she's been so sick, that poor thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it's because of the vaccine, not just sickness, because I think she's like four months pregnant. She's past the vomiting thing, but she's been very ill, losing a lot of weight and just very sick. And I I don't know if she's going to have a miscarriage of a big baby now inside, but... Uh, and she told me many, many people that she knows in Cuba, they're mm-hmm. losing their baby. So it's this well, why would Cuba, why would a communist country, because, I mean, they're not stupid. I mean, they're tyrannical, but they're not stupid. They knew that COVID was not that big a deal. They knew that most people were not going to be affected. We, we knew early on that 99% mm-hmm. plus, 99.9, whatever, were never yeah. going to be seriously affected by COVID. Why would they institute something that's going to cripple them and cost them a fortune in lives, in lost I work? You know, and, I mean, why would they do that? 
Well, I don't know what's the agenda of the Illuminatis and the Masons worldwide. This is a worldwide event. And Peru was very, very involved, Costa Rica, uh, with mm-hmm. the vaccines, Puerto Rico. Oh, my God. The, some of the people that come shopping here, that they're getting $20,000 just to move here to look, work in one of the local hospitals. Horrible. Each person. Wow. One yep. of the ladies, she was telling me her five-year-old child was forced to be vaccinated, five and older. So she's got three kids. They all got the vaccine. Yeah. So it's got to take the uh, got to take the do the detox. Get a D-dimer test for blood clots. You know, in fact, all mm-hmm. the folks in your, in your in your church who got the the shot. This is what Diane Warner recommends. She was a nurse for thirty years, whatever. Uh, get a D-dimer, mm-hmm. you know, check for blood clots. D-dimer. Um, get yeah. other products that um, that will uh, detox you, chlorine dioxide, anything that gets rid of the clots and gets rid of the spike proteins. And, of course, time is the biggest one. But the best is just don't don't get the shot. Don't get any shots. I ever. know. Too late. Judy Mikevitz. Some of the so doctors, uh, yeah. some of the female doctors, a couple that I, that I know through one of the nurses' shops here, you know, we she works with them and I know them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're full of blood clots at the mm-hmm. hospital, not doing too good. Um, well, you can dissolve blood clots, so, can't you? I mean, isn't that what uh, is that cardio miracle? I think or is it one of these things that will help you dissolve in ivermectin? Ivermectin, ivermectin especially, dis- yes. Ivermectin dissolves blood clots. My okay. friend, my friend in Washington D.C., uh, he's been having a lot of. Uh, not his wife, but him. He's been having a lot of problems with his heart. And I said, look, take ivermectin. He says, yeah, but I'm taking blood thinners. It's different, sweetie. Take blood thinners? He's not listening. Blood thinners huh? will kill you. Blood thinners almost killed me. Remember I told you the story of my chest filling up with fluid? I didn't know what blood thinners were. I this know. Back when I was, you know, naive. And I just came out of heart surgery. Oh, yeah. you don't want to get a stroke? Well, no, I guess I don't want to get a stroke. You know, it's better to take yeah. blood thinners. And then I found out that uh, strokes only happen to people that are physically inactive. You know me, I'm yeah. really physically active. And so yeah. the idea, so as soon as I, I learned the blood thinners were for something that I wasn't susceptible to, you know, once I got my chest cleared out of four and a half liters, that's four and a half liters okay. of fluid taken out of my chest. Mm-hmm. So my lungs yeah. could inflate. And then they wanted to put me back on, on blood thinners. Oh, Marco says alcohol is a blood thinner. Yeah. But why would, you know, why would thinner, <laughs> he's funny, but why would, it's, it's not thinner blood that prevents blood clots. Blood clots will happen, you know, blood clots happen because of a clotting agent. I don't know what thinner blood means. So, it means a, what does it mean? So one, of my, so one of my girlfriends, Greg, she was bleeding like if she had her barrier, a lot of blood, a lot of blood. And my sister went through the same thing too. A 68 mm-hmm. years old. This is a younger girl. Uh, right. She's bleeding and bleeding and bleeding and bleeding and bleeding. And then they discover, I think I share a little bit with that with you. Uh, then they discover that she has blood clots in her lungs because she's double vaccinated. I don't know if she right. took a booster too. <sighs> so they put her on blood thinner. And this girl is already bleeding, okay? Great. They put her on blood thinner, and this girl, she collapsed twice. She almost died. She was bleeding yeah, probably so anemic. much out of control. She's probably completely anemic yeah, at this point. She probably has a blood, blood loss. Twice. Yeah. So now, so what they did is, um, oh, my friend, what they did is uh, they uh, did a hysterectomy to get rid of the bleeding problem, to continue the blood thinness what? for the lungs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They took everything that's, out. That's crazy. Yeah, that's what they're doing. Yeah. And, you know, when I went 
to do my yearly test and all that with my doctor uh, OBG. I do mm-hmm. that in in my breast, you know, once a year. Right, right. Um, Typical check. So I have a small cyst since last year. They're keeping an eye on it, but every time I walk in that office, that doctor, he says, we can do, we can take your ovaries out, and that way you don't have any more. But I said, no, thank you. I want to keep my ovaries. Or we can do a full hysterectomy. I said, no, thank you, doctor. I want to keep everything intact when I die. Absolutely. So, well, I mean, you know, if you have a headache, if, if you have a headache, they don't take your brain out. I know. They're stupid. They just <laughs> want to take everything out. I don't know. Like, uh, I remember one movie star or somebody, I don't remember. She said, oh, cancer runs in my family. So, so I have my breasts removed in an early age. That way I don't have cancer. I mean, it's so stupid. Yeah, what if she gets lung cancer? <laughs> You know, I mean, I know, I know. Uh, people are so stupid. Yeah. Well, they say, and I heard this recently too. I mean, a lot of things run in my family. Apparently, heart disease runs. Alcoholism runs in my family. I mean, I, I've had my uncle died of it. Okay, uh, the, yeah, but my I don't drink. I was an alcoholic, and you know what? I don't drink. Yeah, I don't drink. Well, I have about three That's a year. So about three drinks people, a year. You know, one beer, two glasses of wine. That, people, that does it for me. Maybe a margarita. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Sorry. It doesn't run in families. It, it, you either yeah. have it or you don't. Yeah. You know, they say that uh, bald, I, you know, my grandfather was bald, so I should be bald, too, because it skips a generation for the men. Guess what? Yeah, I got a full head of hair. hair man. I, got, I got my hair, man. Well, it's a little short now. It'll grow back. But, yeah, this is such ridiculous no, stuff. No, please, leave it short. You look good. What? Don't you like it? Don't let it grow long. No. I look like every other guy. I like how, how can I be radical? No. How can I be a uh, rugged no, individual, no, no, no. brutally you handsome? Like you look nice and sharp. Yeah. Okay. Clean up. All right. All right. <laughs> Clean up. Listen to you. Hey, Greg. I'll, I'll, I'll do it for uh, TV, but that's it. Okay, go ahead. Thank you. You look good, actually, with a short hair. <laughs> well, thank I like you. I appreciate that. Hey, yeah. Greg. Wow. Um, Make my day. Would it be possible <laughs> that you can invite Dr. David Martin to the show? Oh, I have, He's but it's so been a good. while. <clears throat> yeah, um, you can invite can you... him. No, I don't have his his, his connection. You oh, do. I don't either. But I did. I did sometime. Let's see if I have his email. I know I had. You know who could invite him is Judy. Judy could invite him. Judy might Judy invite. can they're, invite they're, him. Yeah, they're buds. Oh my god! But I don't like to bug so her unless unless it's necessary. Let's see if I have David Martin's email. Hang on. I, I have an amazing amount of. Listening to his, I was listening to his latest video. It's a documentary for an hour. It is. Excellent. I mean, excellent for an hour. Okay, I don't have his email. And um, you do? I don't. I'll tell him. Oh, but what would I? But here's the thing, though. So here's the thing. I don't have people on the show just because they have good information. I already have good information. I already know the story. I know about COVID. I know all that kind of stuff. I want people on the show. Okay, now what he's good for is okay. the patents. He's patent. He talks about uh, the patents of, of how uh, COVID, you know, COVID uh, coronaviruses are patented and created. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, here's what he's something. Uh, Mar- uh huh. To- it, it is very good. Uh, the, the video. He's talking about did these people plan way out late sixties? They plan to wipe out all all this humanity. I mean, half of the world. Hey, what if we this don't want to go? Back. I- I thought yeah. it was 20 years ago. Yeah, but I mean, they've what? always tried. They've always, there's always been things to try and, you know, remove humanity and there's too many people and, you know, global mm-hmm. cooling, global warming, the world's going to end, 
1970, 1980. This stuff just never stops. Haley's Comet's going to destroy the world. They said that for like, you know, eight times it's been here. Uh, Marcus said something. Marcus got one for you. He says, it could be that you've got that gene from the other side of the family. Well, yeah, possibly. In general, he says, my family Mm -hmm. is not fat, but not thin either. He says, he is thin, 139 pounds. Uh, And you guys are on kilos, so he must have done conversion, right? And he's 5'10". So uh, he's done a couple of conversions. 5'10", 139 pounds. Dude, you are skinny. You're a little string bean. No, <laughs> that's, right that's, a, that's too no, skinny. No, we're Americans. We're larger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, heavy I'm bones. 150 and I'm 5'2". I'm, I'm going down, though. I'm, I'm working on it. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah. losing weight, too. Yeah, exactly. I'm back to fasting. I, 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 I fell off the wagon a little bit, you know, and, uh, well, I'm sorry. I like food. It's, it's kind of tough. Try being hungry. It hurts. Quit eating make, I'm, I'm telling people, quit eating McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell. When oh, I haven't been there in the, years. Don't eat the zombies, whatever you do. Do not. No, I don't. Hey, Greg, I know I'm in my store here, but I have to go get ready to open the door soon. Okay, let's get, let's get a plug. I have a plug for your store. And thank yeah. you very much. We'll do it next week. Uh, yeah. Ruth, you come and check me out here at Ruth Uniform Shop, on Olive Road, Pensacola. And uh, we have eggs also, extra. We have uh, we have honey, and we have Jesus, which is the main thing. God bless mm-hmm. you. I'll talk to you next week. Where I Wait a minute. Facebook, Peace. website, Bye. phone number. Let's get let's get phone number and website. Eight five zero four seven eight seven seven five six. If you That's if you buy in uniform, if not, don't bother calling. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Don't 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 fake uh, and, and don't and don't steal her phone and forward it to you. It won't work. <laughs> Okay. Thank you, bye. Josie. Bye. bye God now. bless you. Bye-bye. God bless you, too. All right. 909. We've got uh, a little bit of the hour left. Actually, we've got most of the hour left. And uh, so um, it, it seems a little strange without Brianna in <laughs> the first hour because a lot of things leap from that initial conversation into Josie's hour and then the third hour. I'm going to get back to uh, – I've got a couple more articles on illegal alien police and things like that. But we'll, uh, we'll talk as we go. It is, again, 909. Taking a break now. Be back in just a little bit. Well, that sounds good. Even better. Okay, how about your car? If you want the best service for your vehicle, please talk to James at Florida Stores Automotive, conveniently located at 6715 Caroline Street in the historic district of Milton, Florida, right between the Milton Bakery and the Blackwater Trail. Whether you need an oil change or an entire engine replaced, this is the place. The phone number is 850-623-6651. That's 850-623-6651. Call, ask questions, and get the information you need. Florida Stores Automotive is a full-service automotive shop for both domestic and imports, modern and classic. It is a family-owned business here in our Milton community. Open weekdays from 7.30 to 5 p.m., Florida Stars Automotive is a convenient place to keep your car maintained and on the road. Ask them about Firestone Tires and the rotation and maintenance plan. Florida Stars Automotive. I go there. You should, too. Do you know your way around healthcare, insurance, pharmacies, surgery, alternative treatments and choices? I don't, which is why I'm so glad I met Priscilla Romans, had her on Action Radio, and learned about health patient advocacy. She is the founder of Great Care, and now as an affiliate of Great Care, we are proud to offer through our discount code, WYL, 
which stands for Write Your Laws, a 10% discount. GraceCare saves you both time and money. They provide medical efficacy, consultation, advice, and recommendations nationwide. Their website is gracecare.com. That's G-R-A-I-T-H care.com. You can email them at gracecare.adm at gmail.com or call them at 469-864-7149. That's 469-864-7149. Gracecare, better health through better knowledge and advocacy. This is Greg Penglis for Strike Force, your source for pure energy. Strike Force is a concentrated energy drink that turns a half liter of your favorite beverage into an energy drink. You make your energy drink yourself. Action Radio is an affiliate of Strike Force, so our listeners get a 20% discount. All you do is add our code WYL to the discount code window at checkout. W-Y-L comes from our website, Write Your Laws. So, you can get your energy drink, a 20% discount, and help Action Radio change the relationship of we the people to our government. Not bad. Strikeforce is at StrikeforceEnergy.com. That's StrikeforceEnergy.com. Start your engines. This is Greg Penglis. So what is Action Radio? It is a radio show with its own citizen legislature. That's you, the listener. It is a fully interactive system of listeners, expert guests, social media, writing bills, legislator input, bill submission, lobbying, and citizen action. Action Radio is the future of talk radio using all the available technology in one completely integrated new system. It's morning, and you are a proud black man. You go to the mirror. You are reminded of Governor Northrop of Virginia and Prime Minister Trudeau of Canada, both of whom appeared in blackface. And there you are. You just put on your shaving cream. And what do you see? Whiteface. It's bad enough that leftist aspiring dictators are choosing to go in blackface, but you, proud black man, have no choice but to appear in whiteface every morning you shave. Now, direct from Pianchi Laboratories, comes a great new product made especially for you, proud black man. Pianchi's Picture Perfect Face Saving Shaving Cream. Yes, Pianchi's Picture Perfect Face Saving Shaving Cream will give you your black face back during your morning shave. For Pianchi's Picture Perfect Face Saving Shaving Cream, it's the first ever black shaving cream. Pianchi's Picture Perfect Face Saving Shaving Cream comes in three shades. Dark, darker, and darkest. So now, proud black man, you have a choice. You can stay in whiteface every morning, or you can join black men everywhere and choose Pianchi's Picture Perfect Face Saving Shaving Cream every morning. Joe Biden's Dark Winter. No freedom, no liberty, no guns, no representation, no oil, no coal, no nuclear power, no space force. No constitution, no family gatherings, no vacations, just taxes, work, misery, masks, lockdowns, and ever more government. 
This is what will happen if you let Marxists steal the election. This has been a public service announcement of Action Radio, reminding you it's time to get off your butt and save your country. You are listening to Action Radio Online with Greg Penglis. The webpage for all Action Radio shows and podcasts is blogtalkradio.com slash citizenaction. Please share our show with all your friends and family, both nationally and internationally. The guiding principle of Action Radio is this. We the people give our consent to be governed through writing the laws by which we are governed. Still fun we have here? <laughs> I was just in a mood. I just wanted to play some things. I've been talking a lot, so I just uh, I had a little fun here. All right, let's get uh, let's get back to uh, news. So I got a couple of different uh, articles here on this whole idea of uh, non-citizens or illegal aliens becoming police officers. I've covered two of them already. I've got, ah, I've got, I got two more to go. <laughs> this is kind of fun. So I'm, you know, I always over prepare for each show. But if anybody wants to call in two one five three eight three three eight three two, or if you want to get us on live chat, um, or if you have previously been approved on the Skype line, uh, call. If you haven't been previously approved on the Skype line, then that would be a good thing to do is to call on the Skype line, and then I can approve you for the next time you want to call us from anywhere in the world. And also, I got uh, – Marco sent me a picture. And so on live chat, it's kind of cool. So he's uh, he sent a picture of him with a bow. He is skinny. Yeah, he's, he's a pretty skinny guy. That's European, too. I guess you guys don't just eat as much over there, not as much crappy food. Uh, I just uh, – my metabolism changed when, uh, when after heart surgery. And uh, I only had apparently only 50% of my blood was flowing in the right direction before heart surgery. And so they gave me a, a, a little uh, trim on one of my valves. So my valve closed properly in my heart, in the inside of my heart. And once it closed properly, my blood flow went to, you know, near 100%. And all of a sudden I had like doubled my metabolism, doubled my blood flow, doubled my oxygen, which is great for exercise. I mean, I can, I can you know, exercise. I don't, I don't get tired. I mean, I really it's kind of funny. Uh, my, uh, you know, bike riding, you know, I get numb and, you know, tired of sitting long before I get winded, <laughs> you know, or, or have uh, muscle aches or anything like that. It's kind of fun. Anyway, but uh, one of the problems is that I think food, I'm using, you know, food a lot differently than I'm, uh, I'm maximizing those calories. And of course, I, I, I need less food now because I 100% blood flow as opposed to 50%. So it's kind of a, you know, a little bit of a miracle there. Anyway, <clears throat> I'm not sure I'm going with all that, but uh, oh yeah, back to the bow. Um, so uh, speaking of being thin, so it's kind of interesting that uh, Marco uh, posted a picture of, of his archery um, bow and arrow in in the Netherlands, and I've got the same bow. I think it's a Polaris. It used to be something called something else, uh, Chiron, but it, uh, this is my older bow. But one of my limbs broke. That's the part that recurves. Uh, you got the riser, which is the part that you hang on to. The limbs are above and below. And that's where the string goes, and I'm, I'm just I'm waiting for my stringer, uh, my new stringer to arrive because that broke too. I'm, I'm trying to get back in archery. Uh, got it set at 35 pounds. I'm not sure what that is in kilos. Let's find out here. You know, it used to be 32 pounds, but I figured I want to get stronger, so I I ordered my new bow at uh, at 35 pounds. So 35 divided by 2.2, 35 divided by 2.2 is so basically 16 uh, kilo uh, pull. 
about 35 pounds. So it's about the same thing. Anyway, so Marco can give me his equivalency with his bow is set at. Um, anyway, so back to this whole idea of illegal aliens on police forces. This is nuts. I mean, it really is nuts. So let's get you a couple more opinions. You can decide for yourself. And Illinois hopefully will reject this, uh, although I'm, I don't have much faith in them up there. Uh, I think all the decent people have moved out. <laughs> They've gone somewhere else. You know, they're in South Dakota or, you know, or Kansas or somewhere, but they're not in Illinois anymore. So this is from Just the News. Uh, Illinois Governor Pritzker, that's P-R-I-T-Z-K-E-R, signs bill allowing non-citizens to become police officers. Now, somewhere in one of these articles, it says that it's federally illegal. I'm looking for that because that's the clause. Uh, I haven't quite covered that yet, and I want to cover that. So this is Just the News, and this was written, where's my uh, timeline? I'm going to see who it's by and where it was written. Written by Madeline Hubbard, H-U-B-B-A-R-D, July 30th, so again, two days ago. Illinois Democrat Governor J.B. Pritzker signed a bill allowing non-citizens to become police officers in the state, sparking outrage from some in the state. Pritzker signed the bill HB 3751 into law along with more than 130 other bills on Friday. And he didn't want people to know. <laughs> so he signed them in the dead of night. You know, this is what, this is what governors do. They're just, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're just sneaky, right? It says the bill allows anyone legally authorized to work and carry a firearm under federal law to become a police officer or a sheriff's deputy. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know about the sheriff's deputy part. See, everything, these articles are similar, but they're not the same. Each one has like a, a new bit of information. That's why it usually takes about four articles to give you a decent picture of any particular issue. So anyone legally authorized to work and carry a firearm under federal law. So now carrying a firearm under federal law, I guess that means you can't have done a bunch of different things. Uh, one of the things under federal law is you have to be legally in the country. <laughs> You know, in fact, to even purchase a firearm, you have to be a citizen of a particular state. You can only purchase guns in your state, which I think is nonsense. You know, if you live in California, you should be able to purchase anything in Florida. Well, you that'll go against California gun control. Well, that gun control is illegal, so it doesn't matter. But that's another story. The bill allows anyone legally authorized to work uh, and carry a firearm under federal law to become a police officer or sheriff's deputy. While the bill states that it is effective January 1st, 2024, Pritzker's office says it is effective immediately. So not only does the law violate the law, but, he, the, but uh, the effective date is violated, too. I mean, it's just everything about it is legal, right? Legislation passed in May with a 37 to 20 vote in the Senate as two Democrats joined Republicans to vote against the bill. Obviously not enough. House Republicans unanimously supported the bill in a vote to pass it. House Republicans. So this is part I don't understand. House Republicans, who should have voted against it, unanimously supported the bill in a vote to pass it and send it to the Senate. Why would they do that? After the uh, article says, after the amended the bill to allow deferred action for childhood arrivals, DACA recipients to, to apply to become police officers. Well, they're illegal aliens too. And I made the point in the Facebook post that I started the show with that a DACA recipient, first of all, DACA is illegal. That was, a, that was a program that was signed into uh, executive order by Obama who had no power to do it. Obama cannot create amnesty. Okay. The courts cannot create amnesty. Plyler v. Doe requiring us to educate illegals in school is not law. Only the legislature can make law. Only the Congress can make federal law. So the president at the time, Obama, and of course that's questionable too, um, these DACA folks are illegal aliens. You know, I mean, they, yeah, they, yeah, they came here and then when they were kids, um, and that was the fault of parents who committed an illegal act, you know, contributing to the delinquents of minors by making them criminals. Right, so if you bring your child, if you bring your child here from another country, you've made your child a criminal. Well, that's a criminal offense. They should be deported for that. The parents should. Yeah, but, but the thing is, you've got this behavior. You can't reward it. You can't make 
children brought here by illegal aliens who are in fact illegal aliens themselves, you can't make them citizens and you can't allow them to stay here because that'll just have more people come in. So I have nothing against these people personally. It's not what this is about. This is about upholding the rule of law because they value Americans. So to stop adults bringing children illegally into this country, you have to have a penalty for that. And the penalty is everybody goes home and then applies to come in. But Greg, they've never been in this country. They've never been near their home country. You don't know that. You don't know that for a second. Most illegals come in and out of the country all the time. So the idea that these, these DACA folks don't speak the language of their home country, the, that their parents didn't teach them Spanish, Chinese, whatever, is, is, is ridiculous. The idea that these folks have not been at some point to their home country or don't have family there or haven't been in communication with them or haven't sent money there is absurd. So, of course, they can go there. All right, but this is not their home country if they're here illegally, if they're DACA. DACA is not a legal status. And Obama can't make it that way with the stroke of a pen. It doesn't work that way. So the last thing you can do is make somebody who doesn't have legal status become a police officer to enforce the law. You cannot enforce the law if you, if, if you yourself are not a lawful person. In other words, a citizen of the United States. If you're not a citizen, you can't enforce the laws of the United States because you're not a lawful person to do that. That's the whole point of our show today. So why the Republicans would support this? Because it allowed DACA to be added to this list of people that can become police officers illegally is insane. But I don't expect much from the Republican Party anymore. This is just seven out of 40 Republicans opposed the updated legislation in the 118-member chamber. Just seven out of 40 Republicans. See, the problem with this country is not the Democrats. The problem with this country is the Democrats and, 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 and the Republicans. Very simple. Here's what gets interesting. The Illinois Fraternal Order of Police criticized legislature earlier this month, and according to a local, uh, according to local outlet KHQA. Now, for those internationally, the United States is divided up into uh, K stations and W stations. W stations on the East Coast, K stations on the West Coast, and the dividing line is somewhere in the middle of the country. So Illinois is probably on that line. I think Illinois is more West than East, so it would be a K. Famous stations, uh, KSFO in San Francisco. Uh, famous station in Boston, WBZ. So the W stations are on uh, eastern side. My station um, here, uh, WEBY was a W station, okay, because we're in the eastern half of the United States. Uh, station I used to be on in San Francisco all the time, KSFO, because I knew the, some of the – that's where um, that's where Michael Savage got to start before he went on uh, KGO, another huge station. So K stations west, W stations east. That's how they divide the country. Article says, oh, here's another quote. I think we've had this in a previous article. What message does this legislation send when it allows people who do not have legal status to become the enforcers of our laws? Here, I read that. Illinois Senator, uh, oh, here we go. Illinois Senator, Republican Senate, State Senator Chapin Rose, who we quoted in a different article, voiced opposition to the bill in May when it was debated in this chamber. He says it is just a fundamentally bad idea. He said, here's the new quote. I don't care where the individual is from. Australia, <laughs> they should not be able to arrest a United States citizen on United States soil. Absolutely right. Illinois Rep- Republican Rep. Mary Miller tweeted, no sane state would allow foreign nationals to arrest citizens. They're citizens. This is madness, and it's absolutely true. But madness is not a criteria for stopping things these days. In fact, madness isn't even a consideration. That's the problem. All right, let me see if I can get you one more article here. Uh, we might go back into uh, some interesting stuff on uh, ethanol. Apparently, these topics aren't as popular, which is too bad. They should be um, because these are critical 
uh, things. I don't do all the sexy stuff. You know, you want to hear the latest Hunter Biden? Is that what you're into? All these salacious Hunter Biden stuff? You know the problem. You know he's corrupt. You know the Biden family has, has millions upon millions upon millions of dollars that has been laundered through several cards we're now tracing. You know all that. I don't need to report that. I don't report stuff I can do something about and change. This is Journal Courier. My Journal Courier is the website uh, by Ben Singson, S-I-N-G-S-O-N, July 21st, 2023, so a couple weeks ago. Who said, Bill would allow non-citizens to join Illinois law enforcement agencies? So we've got a local perspective here. Nice shot of police cars. Nice picture there. A bill's way to Governor B. Pritzker's desk would allow police and sheriff's departments to hire Illinois residents without legal citizenship. Okay, this is, was written before he actually signed the bill. So he has signed the bill, okay? House Bill 3751 amends the Illinois Municipal Code. Let's see if I can find something new here. This is only permanent residents working towards citizenship and recipients of the Deferred Action Program uh, are, are eligible to be hired. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, where's this one thing that's talked about the government, and I've forgotten where I found it. Oh, here we go. The bill is during historic staffing shortage for law enforcement. This is what we talked about earlier. The idea that the, the left has defunded the police made the job so unattractive to people that police let criminals go to the point where crime is spiking and there's no police to do anything about it. And then they say we need more police, and so that gives them an excuse to hire illegals and give them a path to citizenship when they can't even be here arch rule over American citizens, which is ridiculous. It says the bill arrives during a historic staffing shortage for law enforcement, both in Illinois and across the country. Hmm. It's like inflation. Oh, the Fed has to do something about inflation. Well, the Fed caused inflation. Why don't they just stop doing what they did to cause it? Anyway, a survey from the Police Executive Research Forum found that between 2019 and 2022, police resignations in the U.S. increased by nearly 50% and retirements by almost 20%. Well, there's your problem bringing total staffing down by just under 5%. It's not that much. Another survey examining Illinois Association of Chiefs of Police members found that resignations increased by 65% between 2020 and 2021, with nearly half of the 895 hires made in the same time frame being lateral hires. In other words, they went from one agency to another. Huh. All right. Uh, yeah, same old stuff. I don't know if I find something. And maybe it was in a previous article. It was in the. the it was in that one. But something that's talked about the federal fact that the, the federal law says that you can't do that. You can't be. Uh, and there's a Lauren Bobert quote, and I can't find it right now. Yeah, too many articles, too many problems. <laughs> maybe it's one of my. I'm just, I'm doing a quick scan of my articles here. Let's see if I can find uh, where it talks about the federal reaction. Huh, let's on that one. Let's go around here real quick. I don't think I finished this one. This is the one from the series Courier. Uh, Jeff uh, Benzinger, managing editor, January 4th, 2023. I think I started this one. I don't think I finished it. Oh, here we go. He says, am I missing something here? Once I get this covered, this will be it. You know, I won't, uh, I'm not going to dwell on this all day. He says, am I missing something here? Police officers still have to undergo background checks which look into criminal background, which would disqualify a candidate from being hired. Yeah, we made that point earlier, that you can't hire aliens because they're already criminals and they would show up on a background check. And then it says, okay, there we go. 
He says, I happen to know somebody in Texas who decided not to apply to become a police officer because he had smoked pot in the past, which would disqualify him. Yeah, it's true. So if a person broke U.S. immigration law to be in the United States, why would they not automatically be disqualified uh, from being a law enforcement officer? Well, in the same society, they would, right? Then it says liberals, article says liberals use the excuses that we are short of officers and that we must add more minorities to police forces to lower the bar. Well, that's interesting. The illegal alien cannot vote, but he can become a police officer. What's wrong with this picture? Yeah, good question. This bill by, oh, some people say illegal aliens can vote. No, they can't. If you're not a citizen, you can't vote, pure and simple. Now, do they vote? Yes. Can they? No. This bill, by the way, was authored by the same woman who was proud on December 19th to introduce another government freebie to women, free menstrual products in all state public buildings and hospitals in California. It's under the guise of equity, period. No pun intended, right? Last paragraph. This is wrong in so many ways. Why should taxpayers, this is talking about the California law, why should taxpayers pay for feminine products just because men don't have periods? We'll see introduce a bill requiring taxpayers to pay for all of the men's shaving cream and razors in the name of equality. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I just played my uh, Pianchi shaving cream thing. All right, let me see if I can find, I can't find the thing I'm looking for. This article goes on to a bunch of other things. But that's generally the problem. All right, let me... Um, See if I can play something else a little bit here. It's just me, and I only have so many articles I want to go over. See if I can find something kind of fun and different for you. I need more. Uh, I have a different articles here. Yeah, I got. I got a couple. Of, we'll do a couple of corn things when I come back. I'm gonna play something fun. What do I want to play for a while? Do, 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 do. I can do more political pieces. I really am trying. It's just that I was in that incredibly creative period when I did all that stuff and uh, hasn't happened for a while. Uh, I can play that, I can play that, I can play some new music. What do I got for music? Yeah, it's too short. I played that one. I played that one a bunch of times. Kind of move for some jazz. I go to that. Let me, let me find my jazz piece. And back in about four minutes.
speech. He talks about America being in decline. We're definitely in decline. But I see a, a way out of this. I'm trying to find the right volume here for my... It's too loud. Put about there. For my background music. So the question, which is America beautiful. So the question is, what are you going to do about it? You know, we talk about this all the time on the show. I'm just one person. So what? I'm just one person. I created Action Radio. We've got people all over the country and all over the world listening to the idea that we, we the people, can write the laws we consent to be governed by. And it's going to happen here. But you can't sit by and wait. You can't just wait for Trump. You can't just wait and say, oh, no. You know, I'm just going to uh, hope for the best and I uh, just have to make do. I'm just one person. So I'm here to tell you, uh, you're only one person until you join with other persons. And that's when you make things happen. I should do that more often. That was kind of cool. <laughs> All right. So it is 9.39. We've got about 21 minutes left in the show. Marcos left us. It's just me. So if I have to talk to myself, I'm quite happy to do that. Um, 215-383-3832 if you want to join us. I've got an article here from uh, American Greatness. Well, that was written in 2022, December 28th, in fact. Uh, it really foretells what's, what's going on right now. It's called The Coming Split. So what should we do when a majority of Republicans want Trump, but the Republican Party says we can't have him? And it goes to something I've been saying for a while, that one of the biggest problems we have in this country uh, is the fact that we have political parties. And, and people say, well, you know, are you a Republican or a Democrat? Well, I'm neither. I mean, I'm registered Republican just so I can vote in the primary. Usually I get rid of it and go independent, but I've kept it for now because 
I haven't had the time, <laughs> but I'll, I, you know, I might just go independent again. I haven't decided. But as far as you know, what I think, I mean, I'm completely independent. I don't do what the Republican Party says. I don't go to Republican Party meetings, and obviously they don't they don't support Action Radio. So what's the point of having them, right? I mean, it's an interesting question. But uh, the problem is that we have elections, and people worry about you know the elections being rigged. Well, the elections are always rigged. They've been rigged ever since we had political parties, because the political parties are the ones that give us our choices. The Democrats say you can vote for these Democrats. The Republicans say you can vote for these Republicans. And the other parties, Libertarians, Greens, Constitution, Christian Constitution, you know, labor parties, communist parties, you know, uh, all these different parties out there, they don't count. They don't count for anything because there's only two parties that are allowed to offer candidates for you to vote for. So the elections have always been controlled. And so the question comes in when Republicans want to, this isn't the article, it's just me talking. So the question comes in. When I, as an individual, and I'm not even conservative, I'm, I'm basically anti-federalist. So if you want to know where I am in the political spectrum, I, I'm way to the right of the founders. <laughs> you know, the founders like Alexander Hamilton, who wanted a, a, a stronger federal government with a constitution, I'm back with the folks that wanted the Articles of Confederation improved. So I'm an anti-federalist. So I'm, uh, I'm way to the right of conservatives, way to the right of Republicans. Conservatives are to the right of Republicans. Founders are to the right of conservatives. Anti-federalists are to the right of founders. That's where I am. I'm not an anarchist. I believe in laws, just enough laws to keep your property and your life and your rights safe. That's it. All government can do and should do is protect life, property, and rights. That's it. Anything more than that is beyond their authority. And so that, there's a reason if you look on the slides to the show, which apparently nobody does, but if you look on the slides to the show, you will find one that actually charts liberty. Liberty is at the highest point of individual freedom where any move to the right would head you towards anarchy and any moves to the left, which is, of course, a lot longer slide, sends you down the road to tyranny. So the greatest liberty could be found at the point of maximum personal freedom where the government only has enough laws and power to protect life, property, and rights. And no more control over your life than that. That's where liberty is. And the Republicans and the Democrats are not there. They're much closer to tyranny than they are to liberty. Dan Galenter, G-L-E-R-N-T-E-R, Galenter, Galenter, Dan, I'll call him Dan, December 20th, 2022, website, American Greatness. Last week, I wrote about Teddy Roosevelt and Donald Trump. My comparison wasn't between the two men as presidents, though they had some similar similar personality traits, but between how the two men were treated by the Republican Party. The Republican Party of 1912, well, so you have the Titanic saying, hmm, decided it would be better off renominating William Howard Taft, even though its voters would have preferred another Teddy Roosevelt term. The resulting split ushered in Woodrow Wilson, arguably the worst president of this country until uh, Biden. That's, I said that. The article doesn't say that. Woodrow Wilson presided over the loss of freedom of 1913. The uh, income tax, um, the Federal Reserve Act, and the taking from the Senate, from the states, uh, their ability to uh, appoint senators to the, to the Congress. The three worst bills in our history, until, of course, Brandon. Uh, at least Wilson was probably, you know, appoint, you know voted illegally. <laughs> you can't say that for Brandon. Anyway, it says the resulting split ushered in Woodrow Wilson and the first academic globalists, oh yeah, whose bright ideas laid the groundwork for a second world war on the eve of the conclusion of the first one. 
1912. So the war was 1914 to 1918. World War One was never really settled. It was just kind of, uh, you know, it was it was postponed for a while. To, uh, so we could have the Depression, uh, and we could have the rise of Mao, Stalin, and uh, Tojo, you know, uh, and ended us back in World War and Hitler, and got us back in World War Two. All right. Article says of the three men who were candidates in 1912, Taft probably would have made the best president. Though Teddy Roosevelt took a muscular attitude towards American interests abroad, you know, speak softly, carry a big stick, right? He eventually decided he had the power to lay claim to a gi- two gigantic tracts of American land and to regulate the prices of private railroad tickets. Oh, stupid. His megalomania, isn't that a great word? Did substantial damage, substantial damage to individual liberty long before his cousin FDR had similar ideas. Yeah, Teddy Roosevelt, the whole national park system, as much as I love national parks, it, it was not legal. <laughs> it, was a, it was a federal appropriation of state land in a way that was illegal, even though they're great parks. But the states could have done it legally. All right. Trump, back to the article, was the first president since Ronald Reagan, or some would argue since earlier than that, who, would, who seemed to appreciate the dangers of unaccountable, unlimited deep state government. Yeah, I would say Calvin Coolidge, so, uh, and, and even John Kennedy, uh, to a much more extent. John Kennedy tried to rein in the CIA. Ronald Reagan didn't. Ronald Reagan wasn't that great a president, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Um, he talked a good game, but as far as deep state stuff, he pretty much kept all the deep state stuff. You know? So, yeah, he's the one that uh, signed a bill saying that vaccine manufacturers weren't liable for all their death and injury that they caused um, since 1986. Thanks, Ronnie. Bad bill. Anyway, he says, and I'm willing to bet he'd appreciate those dangers, and that's Ronald Reagan, a lot more in a second term, having fallen victim to them himself in the 2020 election. Okay, that's Trump, obviously. Let's start that paragraph again. He says, Trump was the first president since Ronald Reagan, or some argue since earlier than that, who seemed to appreciate the dangers of unaccountable, unlimited deep state government. And I'm willing to bet he'd appreciate those dangers a lot more in a second term, having fallen victim to them himself in the 2020 election. Okay, now it makes sense. But, despite the obvious differences, we're heading for a 1912 repeat in which the Republican Party ignores its own voters. The Republican machine has no intention of letting us choose Trump again. He is not a uniparty team player. That's what we're voting for him, right? They'd rather lose an election to the Democrats, their brothers in crime, than win with Trump. That really is the essence of the problem. I mean, it really is. Let me say that again. They'd rather lose an election. This is the Republicans. would rather lose an election to the Democrats, their brothers in crime, than win with Trump. That's irrational. I use that word a lot, but there's a lot of it out there. Article says that leads us to the inevitable question, what should we do when, the, when a majority of Republicans want Trump, but the Republican Party says we can't have him? Do we knuckle under and vote for Ron DeSantis because he would be vastly better than any Democrat? I say, no, we don't knuckle under. And I like DeSantis. I'd vote for him after Trump's second term, but not before. And I don't even, I don't even know if I voted him for a second term now. Probably not. But this was written before uh, all this stuff happened. He says, here's the thing. It is precisely the expedient view of, well, this person isn't my first choice, but he's the best available option who can win. Of course, that's open to interpretation, too. He says, and this has allowed the uniparty to take over and ruin the country. He's right. We're letting the Republicans get away with offering us a false dichotomy, a fake non-choice among candidates who are pre-selected for us, which is exactly what I was saying earlier. 
The Democrats did this themselves in 2016 when they stole the primary from Bernie Sanders. See, Bernie Sanders was going to win the primary. Bernie Sanders was supposed to be the candidate in 2016. So if you think the Democrats can't steal the election from Donald Trump, a Republican, uh, don't think for a second that because they stole the election from their own party candidate, Bernie Sanders, a Democrat. Article says you could go even further and say that the two-party system, in addition to preserving systemic stability, yeah, right, has prevented us from having any real say in our own government. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to be arguing that too, except to the smallest extent. The Republicans and Democrats appear like the guardrails on either side of the road they've decided we should all be traveling on. Yeah, that raises a couple of interesting points. One, something I've been saying for a while, something I also find in another article, that if people think that Republicans are right-wing and Democrats are left-wing, and that's the extent of the political spectrum, you are sadly mistaken. Both the Democrats and the Republicans represent narrow branches fairly close together on the left. So both parties are left-wing. It's just the Democrats are further left than the Republicans, but they're very, they're very narrow band. You know, if I had to, to, if I had to put it, I would, because they, they all favor the, basically the same things. Foreign wars, a huge national debt, control of the country through COVID, massive military buildup, um, all kinds of stuff. You know, they don't favor liberty and the Constitution and individual rights. They favor globalism. So the two parties aren't that different. Oh, slight differences. The Republicans say they're for a limited government, but they don't, uh, but they're tolerating a coup. We have an illegal government. So how can you say you're for limited government when you tolerate an illegal government? Anyway, so my idea is that um, nobody should be able to be in a party when they're running for office or when they're in office. You got to get the parties completely out. Now, can the parties exist? Sure. As private entities, but they should have no power to select candidates. Candidates should be able to run independently and parties would then select from the candidates who have declared who they will support. They do not sponsor the candidates who will run. So that's going to be interesting to figure out how to do that. I'm going to work on it. Like I say, you know, at Action Radio, I play one of our, our Action Radio uh, things here, just so you know what we do here. Action Radio is, 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 is... Action Radio, dedicated to fixing everything. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Hmm. Article says, I'm sure I'll be accused of being a shill for the Democrats here. And as far as I'm concerned, that's a credible, that's as credible as being accused of shilling for Russia these days. <laughs> I'm not suggesting you have to do what I do either. But I have no intention of supporting a Republican Party that manifestly contravenes the desires of its voters. The RNC, that's Republican National Committee, can pretend Trump isn't loved by the base anymore, that he doesn't have packed rallies everywhere he goes. But I'm not buying it. Actually, he's had packed rallies a lot lately. It's kind of funny. He says, uh, article says, talk to Republican voters anywhere outside the Beltway. That's the road that rings Washington, D.C., And it is obvious that he is admired and even loved by those who consider themselves ordinary Americans. Our best talking heads and pundits have argued for years that it's better to win with a bad candidate than to lose with a good one. I used to believe it myself. But look at the results. Until Trump became president, it never even occurred to me that an elected politician could actually do what he promised. We've been acclimatized acclimatized to failure, fraud, and theft 
by the politics of expediency. Year after year, our only choices were big government A, GOP, or big government B, Democrat. I used to think Republicans were at least a little more restrained in their spending than the Democrats, but now it's clear uh, they spend our money on different things. Democrats give our money to welfare infrastructure and the drug industry. Republicans give our money to the military industrial complex and the drug industry. (laughs) It's kind of interesting. If you ask me, Trump's presidency was much more American than it was Republican. That's why it was such a success and why so many of us loved it. Now, if the Republican Party thinks it's not big enough for Trump, it's not going to be big enough for me either. Yeah, I agree. That's why I, uh, I'm voting for Trump. If Trump runs as independent, I'm voting for Trump. I don't vote for Trump because he's Republican. I vote Republican because of Donald Trump. Article says, do I think Trump can win a third, uh, part, as the third-party candidate? No. Would I vote for him as the third-party candidate? Yes. That's the article, not me. I think he could win as a third-party candidate. He says, uh, then the article says, he says, yes, because I'm not interested in propping up this corrupt gravy train any longer. Mitch McConnell says that providing assistance for Ukrainians to defeat the Russians in the number, is the number one priority for the United States right now, according to most Republicans. <laughs> most Republicans? Where? Inside his bank account? <laughs> you know, interesting that uh, both Mitch McConnell and Joe Biden have had episodes where it looks like they're having a stroke right on stage. Now, it seems to me that the biggest cause of that is most likely the COVID shot. Interesting that Dr. Fascist and all the health professionals of the uh, government, not one of them has seemed to have had any adverse effect of the COVID shot, leading me to believe that none of them have actually had a COVID shot. Dr. Fascist has not had a COVID shot. He's been saline, uh, fake injection. Saline's like salt water. It just mimics blood. It's, it's, it's perfectly harmless. So I bet you if Dr. Fascist's blood were tested, you would not find one trace of a COVID shot in his body. In fact, Paul, Rand Paul, is a, that's the first thing they should recommend when, when uh, Fauci gets on the stand again. Dr. Fascist, would you submit to a blood test to prove that you've actually had COVID shots? To which he will say, no. How dare you question me? How can you, how can you say that I haven't had the COVID shot? Well, easily, because you don't have any adverse health effects. That's how I can say it. Pretty simple. 80-year-old guy you know, allegedly had uh, two shots and two boosters with no side effects? <laughs> to me, that's almost impossible. That's why I know he hasn't had it. And I'll say it. I, uh, co- until, until it's proven that Fauci has COVID spike proteins in his bloodstream, blood clots, the whole bit, I won't believe he ever took a shot. I won't. Because he's, he's too healthy to have taken a shot. He's far too smart to have taken a shot, too. He knows what those things do. He just doesn't care. He wants you to take the shot so he can make money. That's the difference. Back to the article. There are not enough unprintable words in the dictionary to say anything that statements like McConnell's conjure up in my mind. But here are a few he might understand. I'm fed up and I'm out. Yeah, the idea that McConnell said providing assistance for Ukrainians to defeat the Russians is the number one priority for the United States right now, that is insane. The Ukrainians will never defeat the Russians, ever, ever, ever. If the Nazis in World War II, with mass armies, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of soldiers, you know, most of German men, (laughs) I mean, they conscripted everybody. So the entire population of German men, over 18, up to probably about 60, 
was in the military, most of which was on the Eastern Front with Russia. If Russia lost between 20 and who knows how many million people, the Nazis couldn't defeat Russia, even though they lost 20 million people. Do you really think Ukraine, they're going to they're gonna let Ukraine beat them? Come on. <laughs> that, that's crazy talk. It can happen, right? So the idea of us being there at all, knowing that, that Ukraine cannot defeat Russia, knowing that Russia is never going to go give in, they're never going to surrender, knowing that they would rather destroy Ukraine than give up and surrender to Ukraine, this war can't be won by Ukraine. It can't. It never could. The only possible outcome is a negotiated settlement. So they, can get, they could have gotten there before the war, or they're going to get there after the war. But either way, they're going to get to a negotiated settlement one way or another. The only question is how many people die before that happens. So if you're a smart leader, if you're a careful leader, if you cared about your people, you would not have had the war. No, it couldn't be won. You'd go right to the negotiated settlement. But they didn't do that. <sighs> That's it. <laughs> That's it for that article. I guess this is for the show, too. We're almost done. Uh, but, yeah. Oh, uh, maybe I'll save these for tomorrow. A couple more things on ethanol. Actually, that's a good place to stop. I'm going to post that article on Facebook. But, uh, yeah, I think I played all my ads, played all my stuff, played everything. The only thing I've left to play is our, is our musical uh, exit. So let me just uh, see if I can find something fun for you guys to listen to before we go. I haven't played this for a while. <laughs> Has Black Lives Matter been a problem lately? Um, I don't think so, but let me just play this one piece and then I'll uh, play our music to exit and we'll be back tomorrow morning uh, for our Thursday show. Wednesday, excuse me, Wednesday show. It's kind of weird with that, Brianna. I'm, I'm like out of sync right now. Our Wednesday show with uh, Bill Fecky to start us off, then Wendy Arthur, uh, and then Bonnie uh, Nesbitt. And then in the third hour, I don't think I have anybody. I don't think I have anybody. Third hour, I'll read the articles I didn't read this hour. Um, see you all tomorrow, 7 a.m. Central, when we will do it all again. Here it is, America, the answer to riots, brutality, and all our racial problems. The return of the January White Sale. Are you a guilt-ridden white person? Are you a person of no color? Do you want to finally assuage that guilt for slavery, the Civil War, the KKK, and black people sitting at the back of the bus? Well, here is your long-awaited answer. The Black Lives Matter Department of Reparations has come up with the perfect solution. The return of the January white sale. Now, in years past, this was a big deal. After Christmas, sheets, towels, pillowcases, and other white linens were sold with their biggest discount of the year. In today's new normal world, however, things are going to be very different. Because Black Lives Matter is changing the original white sale. And now they are actually going to be auctioning off and selling white people. You, white, guilt-ridden, ashamed of your whiteness, complete cowards, bowing your heads, kneeling, raising your hands like at a revival meeting, you, you with your eyes cast down, you whimpering liberals hoping to buy your way out of a debt of guilt that can never be fully repaid because no leftist of color wants you to. You, you will have the chance to experience what no black person experiences in the United States today. Slavery. Yeah, that's right. Slavery. Isn't this great? You will be on the cutting edge of social justice and you will save the taxpayers some $14 trillion of reparations national debt. Black Lives Matter has gone to a lot of trouble to erase our history and remake society so guilty white people can finally feel free of their white supremacy. George Soros and Bill Gates have already created the Venture Capital Fund to establish Race Bait Consulting, Incorporated, which will be handling the actual white person sale in January. So, who is available for purchase? Oh, and part of the deal is that white people can't be bought by other white people. 
that would defeat the whole theme of the event. Anyway, to the question. Your basic rifle on the pickup truck, racist, sexist, Islamophobe, Neanderthal, redneck male is probably not going to sit around and be put in an auction, even if they will be well cared for by their new owners. What we will have available are liberal, surrendering, grilly man metrosexuals and emotionally distraught and disillusioned feminists, both of whom have already knelt before a designated agent of Black Lives Matter to confess their white privilege. So how do you guilt-ridden white people sign up for the January white sale? It's easy. Contact your local chapter of Black Lives Matter, show up at a rally with a flag saying, take me for the January white sale, or simply sign up at the next mass kneeling confession of white privilege coming to a neighborhood near you. The new January white sale is made possible by a grant from Racebait Industries, Incorporated, and put on by the new normal, new improved Black Lives Matter. You know, it's amazing the things I get away with. Um, this and all of these uh, political satire pieces were made during the lockdown. I was mad. And when I get mad, whoop, a little extra music there. When I get mad, I get creative. And when I get creative, anything can happen. So uh, that's why I made the, the – I need to make more, but uh, I don't feel as creative because I'm not in a lockdown. I guess it's uh, sort of the gulag mentality that brought uh, that and many other things out of me. But uh, I've got some more in the works. Well, we'll get there. It's only a matter of time. See you tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Central Time, when we do it all again. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.